When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Taz. You are listening to the Rundown Wrestling Network. I think I'm on this episode. Tootie Weemorn, the host of Lady Puffo. Dave Dong. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And Ginger is here. Gingers have souls. You don't know me. You're not God. <laughs> You don't know who has a soul who does. So if you think I don't have a soul, tell me. Otherwise, fuck you. Uh, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. And you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, everybody, to The Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me tonight, Adam is here. Welcome, Adam. I get to go first this week? Yeah. You never get to go first anymore. Just like in my dream last night, you're right below me. So, Joining us as well, Sal is here. What's up, Troy? How are you tonight? Oh, I'm living the dream, as the way oh. say. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding out our table... Jason's here. Welcome, Jason. Isn't that the ultimate, like, everything's fucked up white guy response? Oh, yep. fucking living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. You say, yeah, this black guy who's having a motherfucker, you wouldn't believe this shit. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't sugarcoat it. Uh, so. No, nah, it's yeah. good. Everything's it's, it's cool. Everything's good. 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 It's, been a, it's been a spell since you've been on. So what, uh, what's been going on with you? <laughs> I know. It's two weeks in a row, motherfucker. I'm, I'm on a fucking hot streak now. Yeah, man, you're doing good. You have to forgive Troy. That's in the opening lines under the welcome. It's just yeah. cut to Jason. <laughs> it's been a while uh, since you've been on, so uh, what's been going on? I missed, like, one. I'm, I'm on, like, fucking four out of five, all right? Give me a fucking break. No, you're, you're doing, doing good. You're doing yeah. much better than Brock Lesnar's schedule. So yeah. well, they, moved, they moved our basketball practices around a little bit. So at least for now. Um, yeah, I'm here. Cool. Plus, I love the Rumble, so I'm here to talk about the Rumble. Oh, okay. for sure, for sure. So, what's been going on in your life? Well, we now have two teenagers in my house because my middle daughter. Do- nope my mi- <laughs> my middle daughter. And this is going to happen to you pretty soon, Troy. My middle daughter turned 13. Did she immediately become an asshole? Because that's what happened yes. in my house. Okay. Yeah, no, like, for real. Like, overnight. That's what like, happened in my house when I was a kid, too. 
See, I was at least an 15 asshole? before I became an asshole. I was an angel. I know. Very nice. Mm. One, of my, one of my uncle's favorite so, stories. The uh, September after I turned 13, he had he took me and my two cousins for a weekend all at the same time. It's the only time this ever happened, and you'll see why. Um, we went to the aquarium, and me and my older cousin made my younger cousin cry at the aquarium. Oh, boy. By telling him that nobody loved him and that he was adopted. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is that true? Not at all. Oh, okay. You were just being a dick. Yes, we were. <laughs> nice. And uh, no, I don't have to have to look forward to soon. It's three years for me. So <laughs> three years goes quick. You'd be surprised, it. kid. <laughs> yeah. By the time you have to worry about that, though, my kid's going to start driving, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And then, Adam, you're right behind me, right? Uh, I got five years. I was going to say, he's got a few years to chill. It just all blends together at this point. I have no Although, and I don't know if this happened with you, Jason, but I've heard that boys as children are worse than girls as children because boys as children will break stuff. No, my, I mean, mine was never really that bad. Although he broke the furniture because he refuses to just slowly sit down on a chair. It's like I got to plop my entire <laughs> fucking body weight full force like cannonball onto that shit. So my love seat's broken. I'm gonna have to get did you one. hear it break when he did that? Were you like in the No, the like... springs just sort of slowly died and then nice. just gone now. Nice. So. I mean, me. Thankfully, yeah. mine is still a little too small to, to damage furniture that way, but he yeah. certainly. He certainly mounts furniture that way. There you go. No matter how many times I tell him, don't <clears throat> jump on the fucking couch. <laughs> well, me and so you said we got girls. Walk so. Out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> so I can I can attest that uh, girls are assholes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. We're in the yeah. uh, so so we're in the Northeast and we're preparing for um, what is it, fr- freezer mania? Is that what we're calling it? I don't know, but it's supposed to be like ridiculous. Ridiculously cold temperatures. We're gonna get in the negatives, or as Troy would call it, Tuesday. Yes. Um, <laughs> but but uh, hopefully everyone stays warm. Funny, funny hopefully enough, no one loses away. fucking power. So, well, it's not supposed to snow or anything. It's just supposed to be cold. No, but it's supposed to be windy. It's always fucking windy. We live in Chicago <laughs> now. Nice. I, I I never there were never these like windstorms growing up around here and now it's like every other fucking week there's a giant windstorm. I'm like when the fuck did we become Chicago? Seriously. Yeah. If I do freeze to death while working tomorrow, name some segment of the show in my honor, would you? Sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to Adam's so little Welcome of the to week. the inaugural Adam Salzer asshole of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my uh that's my legacy. Yeah. There you go. We should do that anyways while you're still here. Ah, oh, come on, you're the So, so Troy, yes. shout out to the return of Twat Magic yesterday or yes. today. Yes. Yes. Uh, reminded me of a story. This episode. Oh boy. Of the po- possibly the worst way I've ever been invited to a wedding. Uh, it wasn't via text message. Um. <laughs> But it was via Facebook message. Like the week before this wedding, I got a message saying, 
uh, what other people isn't able to, to RSVP? No. Do you want to come? Holy <laughs> shit! No, no, I don't. Thanks, I thought that no. only happened. I thought that only happened in sitcoms. <laughs> no, the correct response was yes, I do. That's why I'm with your mom right now. <laughs> Dirty. Uh, this person's wedding was it a family member? No. That's even worse. It's like, okay, dude, fuck off. I think it would be worse if it was a family member and you weren't invited to start with, wouldn't it? <laughs> Probably. Well, if that family member was known to be like late on stuff, then it's like, okay, fine, whatever. But if a family member was known to be late on their period, that would explain the wedding. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so we just. But only to... if they were ovulating, right, Troy? That's true. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we decided to keep it uh, keep it a little hush hush that the that Twilight Magic was returning, and uh, yeah, so it's just going to be yeah. Sal, Sal and I just get a text in the host thread last night that's from Troy that says, "Jason, you know what's happening tonight, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's no, that was fucking about, that, ominous. that was about that was about anal. That, yes. that was something different. <laughs> yeah, I had to make sure that he brought along a, a douche. Yeah, uh, so you don't yeah. need a code word for masturbation. That's right. We just come out and say it, and then we just come. Um, yeah, you so never just, have to worry about me bringing along a douche. I am the douche. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's going to be just the four episodes. Apparently you're of, a sadist, according to your wife. Yeah. Okay, so I want to address that for a second, because <laughs> what my lovely wife fails to mention in that moment, in that episode, is that we used to drive to work together. There was a corner where all the kids would wait for the bus, and there was one kid who was always, like, running at the last minute, and she would literally try to get there early on icy days so that she could hope <laughs> to see that kid take a day running for the bus. So, it's not just me. I'm just saying. Nice. There. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, enjoy the return while you, while you can. It's four episodes of Nikki Bella Says I Do. Until we find something else for you guys to cover. Oh, I hope not. Why did yeah. it take her four episodes to say I do? Two, no. Three letters. It's a big word for her. Big word for her. <laughs> the, the bigger, the Nikki bigger Bell question. Yeah. Nikki Bella learns her ABCs. <laughs> the, the bigger question should be, why did they do the show when anybody can use a computer and see that they're not legally married? <laughs> so. Seriously? Yeah. Spoiler That's for the bad. show. It will I mean, happen. anybody could anybody could watch a TV and see that they're not legally wrestlers, but that didn't stop them from making a TV show about it. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. That that show is exactly everything wrong with the Bellas all over again. But like I said, we needed more Brian, and he was only in it for like two seconds. So because Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson, Brian Bryanson, is always the best part of anything he's on. Didn't get much JJ either. No, we got one uh, one phone call from him while he was masturbating. So one phone call. That's lame. Listen, I know I know you dislike the guy because of his political beliefs, and that's fine. However, comma, I do love the fact that he's the one that one in the one in the family that calls them out on their bullshit regularly. Yeah. No, I, well, he I, sleeps with them, so of course he does. Yeah. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I've I've taken the firm stance that I don't really give a shit anymore about people's political beliefs because that shit's all in the past now. No, he's just another person ripe for making fun of. That's all that is. 
No, I I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with the guy, but that that joke is going to remain every episode we talk about. <laughs> so we got uh, a big show ahead of us here. We have our Royal Rumble recap, and we have Vengeance Day to predict, which is. And then we got Bruno's game part two, right? Uh, no, sadly he couldn't make it tonight. Oh. Um, didn't you have a game, too, that you were going to do last week, but you couldn't do it because Bruno was doing his game? Um, uh, yeah, I didn't, because I knew he was coming on, I didn't wind up getting any of the names for it, and this week, since we've got so much going on, I didn't wind up getting the names, but once we're past this, I'll I'll bring it back, so probably next week if I'm not dead. Okay. Which is how I normally book things. Oh, coming <laughs> from not dead. <laughs> so, yeah... Why don't? Well, that's a good response to anyone that asks you, hey, do you want to come to our wedding because someone else canceled? Probably. (laughs) So the way that we're going to do this is I'm just going to go ahead and go down the line of the people that enter the Rumble, the people that are eliminated from the Rumble, and if you want to hop in and mention anything, go for it. Should we we just run through anything of interest that we wanted to talk about on SmackDown before we go into the Rumble? Uh, I'm sure. Go ahead. Um, so Ray Mysterio, pretty quick win over Karrion Cross there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, a little confused about that one. It's okay because he w- he was booked really strong in the Rumble. Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> bode well for Cross, and this is a Triple H guy. That surprises me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I do think that there's I, I still see money in cross. I think he needs to be booked better, obviously. Um, but you know, even this, if you turn this into a thing where he now goes and just fucking destroys Ray, then great. Like he snaps as a result of the loss and beat just destroys the f- fine. But I'm not sure that's what's gonna happen, and now I'm sort of leery that people are gonna gravitate towards this guy at this point. Right. Well, I mean, judging by what happened on the Rumble, they could have told that story, and they chose not to. So right. seems to me that, um, uh, I don't know, his time might be dwindling on TV. Not his wife, though. Guarantee you she's going to be on there a lot. That might be the only reason he's on TV at this point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And you know what happens when that happens? They separate them on screen. So well, We do have a draft coming up probably after after WrestleMania, so... I mean, um, one thing I remember from SmackDown that I thought was really like a nice touch. I completely Evans new gear. Yes. You know, not complaining about it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. fan. Actually, you know what? I'm actually a fan of this version of Lacey Evans. I know we've had only one occurrence or two, if you count the rumble, but. Not bad. I kind of like this new vicious Lacey Evans. Yeah, but just be careful because when it comes to Lacey Evans gimmicks, it's like here today, gone today. That's true. That's true. She's Sergeant Slaughter now, though. <laughs> they need her. They need Sergeant Slaughter in her corner. But she, you know what? This version is She's so dead. much better than like the fucking Southern Belle. I hated mm-hmm. that shit. That was so bad. No, I agree with but you. Hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but now she's just a fucking asshole. <laughs> I kind of like it. I know, I kind of dig it because it looks like she she she's the chick that like grabs your nuts when you're fucking her and just squeezes like don't come yet, you know? Like she's like that fucking dominatrix shit, and now it's just sort of into her character. Yep. 
Yeah, that works. Anything else? The only other, the only Adam, other thing Adam I'm furrowing his eyebrows at me as though you don't pay extra for that, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to mention from SmackDown was that I was completely fooled when the old Bray Wyatt music was playing. I thought for a minute it was Bray coming out in his old persona, which he had done a couple weeks ago. That makes one of us. And then, well, then the crowd started reacting, and I, okay, it's L.A. Night. I actually thought that was good. I thought that was some good shit. I think I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed hearing the music again. I enjoyed it because I like that song. But I knew that it wasn't Bray. I did like L.A. Night coming out with the lantern that was like, this big. <laughs> right. I think realistically the only, the only one that's got me in terms of like the using someone else's theme song and, and making a joke out of it was the uh, when Paul Heyman came out with CM Punk's music the one time. Yeah, that was probably the I, last I, time that I was fooled totally by something. Bit on that. I yeah. bet on that completely. Because they were in Chicago, yeah. and all the ro- fucking Meltzer was like, he's definitely on. Yeah. yeah. I hate that I'm the first one that brought him up. Well, that's, that, that makes you better than like 90% of their locker room, because they get fooled by that shit every time. <laughs> <laughs> my, fa- my favorite thing now is just being able to see where the stories are coming from, because, so, um, I saw one where it was like, oh, WB is is really happy with Gunther's performance. It's like, no, you're happy with it, but you're making a story by claiming that, oh, well, it was really good, so WB must be happy with it. Well, did you see the the Vicky Guerrero thing that went around today? Yeah, yeah, so, WrestleMania, which is not a reputable source at all, had put out a thing about uh, Vicky Guerrero saying that nobody should compare Dominic Mysterio to Eddie Guerrero ever. Finds and, it disgusting. Yeah, finds it disgusting. And then Vicky, because she also has the internet, was like, I have never spoken to these assholes, and I completely, <laughs> oh I completely support Dominic and everybody involved with this. And it's like, See, specifically you know Dominic, Ray, and Rhea. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I read that and I was like, that doesn't seem right, right? Like, I know that she's known Dominic his whole life and watched him, like, grow up and stuff like that. I'm like, there's no fucking way she said that. And then, yeah, it came out that she was like, fucking say that. Well, and because it's WWE, you know that there's probably a, a good chance that they've been talking to her about certain things. AEW doesn't do that shit. They don't check with people beforehand before they, they do some kind of gimmick or anything like that. But WWE is usually pretty good about being like, hey... We're going to mention him on this or whatever. Like, Dominic's going to use the three amigos. Is that cool with you? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, those are usually conversations. Also, also, nobody would have loved this fucking angle more than Eddie Guerrero would have of loved course. this angle. So. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, you shared you shared that screenshot in, in the host thread. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I like that the 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 Shaw Guerrero account says this has got to stop. It's bullshit. Shit. <laughs> uh, and then the fake Vicky Guerrero. I'm tired of hearing Dominic compared to Eddie. He will never be Eddie in any way, shape, or form. It's plain disres- disrespectful. With not a single stroke of uh, 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 punctuation in there whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Plus, plus, didn't start with excuse me. <laughs> sure, yeah. So you knew it wasn't her. As as much of a terrible person as she portrays on TV, she's apparently a very lovely woman. So, oh, yes, yeah, 
So I, I, I actually just saw on TikTok the uh, the rock concert where he did the whole uh, fucking Eric Clapton like remake. Yeah. <laughs> you look horrible tonight. Yep. Like I could not get away with that shit these days. Nope. <laughs> Fucking roasted. Um, can we talk for one second about how stupid the Banger Bros are, apparently? Oh, man. <sighs> so they're just... Somebody's going to have to explain to me why you yeah. fight through a tournament to get to the semifinals only to go, ah, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. We don't need a tag title shot. Who cares? Have we ever had a tournament in WWE where the the starting group was the finishing group, where somebody didn't just jump in like at some point who wasn't in the tournament. Nope, <laughs> not even the original King King of the Rings, because even those were like, oh, this person uh, uh, got a little sick, so uh, Mister Perfect will be taking his spot. <laughs> most of them, yeah, most of them are just cursed with injuries. But yeah, every once in a while they do something stupid like this, where they're like, uh, we made a mistake. <laughs> Or they booked Shane McMahon to win the Best in the World tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess um, Braun and, and Ricochet are your next tag champs, or at least the next guys to get shot. I I really hope not, because the other thing I was going to mention was fucking Legato versus Imperium was amazing. That, that was, was a really fantastic good. television yeah. tag team match. And if that doesn't tell everyone that these are the two teams that should be feuding for the fucking tag team titles, I don't know what does. I know. Well, that's always the issue with having these incredibly long title reigns is that you start to see people like, man, they really deserve a title reign. Or when you have the tag champions being the same people on both shows, you're like, yeah, the Usos are great, but if those titles were separate, we could potentially have Legato as champions or Imperium as champions, that kind of thing. And there's just, I feel like it wastes a little bit of money there by having the Usos have both belts. And then the fact that we continue to drag our feet on separating them. I don't plus know if it's these, dragging their these, feet. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, plus with these with, with these title reigns like they are now, with the Usos having been tag champs for however many fucking 500-whatever days, and, and Roman being champ for, champ for almost three years at this point, you get to a point where you're like, well, this isn't a switch on Raw. Right. Yeah, well, the tag titles—it's not on my face. <laughs> the the tag titles though might on Raw. Like I can see the Usos losing one of the titles. Let's take a look at at the title reigns right now. So the Universal Champion's been champion for 887 days. WWE Champion for 306 days. Raw Women's mm-hmm. Champion for 307 days. The tag, Raw Tag Team Championship is for 259 days. Intercontinental Champion for 238 days. SmackDown Champion for 565 days. So all you have is the SmackDown Women's Championship that keeps changing hands and the United States Championship that keeps changing hands. All the rest of the belts are just on the, the same per- people for almost the entire year. I'm not asking to, to it's, do like the TNT championship. <laughs> it's like it's, we need to we need to find a happy medium between 1980s and Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of a guy that looks straight out of the 1980s, please welcome back to the show, Ginger. Hey, <laughs> how's everybody doing? 
You know, I just I just happened to glance in the corner of the Skype screen where it said four out of five. And I was like, did you accidentally send Bruno the invite? <laughs> I literally was like, oh, fuck, Bruno's back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, we what's up, buddy? <laughs> you missed a great game last week, Ginger. Game? Fuck yeah. you, Sal. Oh, boy. It was like a trivia game, man. It was uh, riveting. Spoiler alert, I won. Of course you did. I wouldn't expect anything less. Well, there you go. So what's been going on with you, sir? Uh, Let's see. You still podcasting from your bathroom? No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not anymore. No. We've we've upgraded to my kitchen. Nice. There you go. To my kitchen. So uh, I have... A lot, a lot of things have happened. So, I now live in Taxachusetts. Nice. Wow. No. See that no. one coming. <laughs> no? Okay. It's terrible. It, I hate it. Once I got my excise tax, I was like, wait, what is this? What is that? But it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm in Haverhill. So, it's yeah. Just over the border from where you were. Just before. over the border. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Still working my two delivery jobs. Same bullshit. So, yeah. Well, we have still Mr. married. Good. Oh, well, I, I've, I've <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've wanted to get on here, but I just haven't been able to watch wrestling. But well, I was if like, you can you know find what? time to watch Total Divas, Troy's looking for a new host. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. If no. I can't make time for wrestling, I'm not making time for that. Fair enough. Nice. Sorry, brother. Ginger, you came into the perfect time. We're just about to start our Rumble Rehab. Yes. yes. Rumble Rehab, okay. All right. <laughs> That's actually a great name for this segment. That is. There it is. All right. So I'll start things off by uh, giving a shout-out. To the people that participated in our predictions poll, which would be Zach P, uh, Code Red, Mike Smathers, I figured as much, <laughs> uh, Mike Smathers, uh, Dicko Loco, Adam, uh, Jord Wedgwood, Bruno, myself, Sal, Dr. Glashen, Jackson, Jason, uh, Who's Darker and Wetter Than Alexa Bliss, sponsored by Mountain Dew, it's Fetus Roads. Uh, and Adrenaline in My Soul, Royal Rumble's Return of Cody Rhodes. So thank you to all of those uh, people. Jason who looks puzzled. Yes. I believe we were told last week that Dick Oloco was dead. I <laughs> thought so. We did a memorial for him, but apparently not. We did. Must Surprise, have, motherfuckers. Must have got that in right before. <laughs> so we did We did some prop bets last week. Uh, I said the same thing, Sal, when I whipped up my dick on the subway. Nice. Um, we did god awful terrible on him, but <laughs> um, so there was a little bit of uh, controversy on this one because because Bruno selected for the men's shortest time Ray Mysterio and never entered right so he never entered so I don't think I can give him a point for that. Nope. No. No nope. point. So Bruno did get a point that's for. Much, that's not much of a controversy. It is for us. The 1998 Rumble all over again. Yeah. 
Uh, so Bruno also, did... Cody needs to stop saying he went through 29 other guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you went through like seven. Right? Uh, that too. <laughs> on that note, if you listen to if you listen to ATB last week, Corey said something about the doing their predictions, and Corey said something like, "It could be anybody, but that number 30. So I feel like they were, they were fucking with us. Yeah, probably. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so Bruno correctly predicted that Rhea would get the most eliminations. Spoiler alert. Uh, Jason correctly predicted that Rhea would stay in the longest, and that Gunther would have the most eliminations. So Jason. Wins. Yay. Yay. Theme of this show. Yes. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, to be fair, Ginger wasn't here. I feel like he would have gotten them all right if he had been here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> of course. So, Bruno, Adrenaline, Smathers, Dr. Glash, and Jason, Adam, Sal, and Jackson picked Cody to win the Men's Rumble. Fetus and Jord picked Edge as surprises, and me and Jackson picked Logan Paul as surprises. Spoiler alert. But let's go through the Royal Rumble. Starting things off at 1 and 2 was Gunther and Sheamus. I still think I should get credit for Pat McAfee. <laughs> he wasn't in the he Rumble. He wasn't in the Rumble. <laughs> he was if a surprise. We're not giving Bruno credit for Rey Mysterio. You're not getting credit for Pat McAfee. That's I right. mean, I'll just do the Jason and claim a point for it anyway. You would still lose, but that's fine. You can go ahead and claim it. <laughs> what kind of asshole would do that? That's right. We didn't even talk about McAfee. We we need to bring this up because apparently Corey and Michael Cole did not know he was on the call on, on yeah, Saturday night. So obviously, if you, um, right at the beginning... You notice that there's just two seats at the desk, and like it's just the two of them. They're getting ready, and Pat McAfee's music hits, and yes, as Sal said, neither of these two knew that Pat McAfee was coming out there. So much so that they had to pull a chair over and actually like yank the headset out from under the desk. Like they hit it so well from them that there was something else <laughs> coming out for it. And obviously Cole was fucking going giddy, and Graves was like. Uh, what the fuck? You t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, funny note, if you've ever been to a, one of these tapings live, or one of these uh, shows, they have, like, a whole collection of rolling chairs off to the side, just for, like, us commentators, mm. if shit breaks, there's, like, an army of rolling chairs off yeah. to the side that they can bring people in. Oh, I, I, I've seen Brock throw people into them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it, it was the perfect rib, because... Nothing seemed out of place. If they would have sat down and been like, "There's an extra chair over here. What's that about?" But no, yeah, yeah like mm. you said, everything looked, everything looked looked fine. And then they they were yet and, again and told, "Like, hey, you guys are credit to Corey for staying in character the whole time." Yeah. <laughs> so you know what else became? Uh, uh, allegedly, he landed like 20 minutes before the show started. <laughs> So, 20 minutes airport to Alamo Dome and pulled it off. Nice. And to uh, to Adam's credit, they he did say that they wanted him in the Rumble, but he said there was no way he could get his cardio up in time to do yeah. it. Um, the other thing that became readily apparent watching the show is that Pat hasn't watched much wrestling since no. he's gone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not there were several of instances of, who's this guy? Yeah. Well, he was also. How much like, this guy weigh? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because he was also like calling out like people's old characters. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he was like, "Why do you like him, Michael Cole? What are you talking about? He's an asshole." Like, yeah. 
was like, no, no, he had a face turn. He's good now. We like him. Well, it's, and it wasn't just him, though. It also became readily apparent that Michael Cole and Corey Graves have never watched an episode of NXT. So Yeah. <laughs> well, not recently. I wouldn't say never. No, it definitely was, not. Yeah. De- definitely not in the past two years. Yeah. yeah. And there wasn't there wasn't any uh, men's NXT guys in, in the men's Rumble, but there were plenty of female NXT people that were in the female Rumble, and yes, they... Who the fuck is Roxanne <laughs> Perez, Corey? Yeah. Uh, we'll get so, there. Uh, number three is The Miz. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I will say, first of all, uh, Sheamus and Gunther, what a fucking pairing to start. Uh-huh. That, that was gets the crowd right fucking going. Huge pop for Sheamus when he came out. Mm-hmm. There, nobody has revitalized their career, become a top guy at this point like Sheamus has in the last mm-hmm. year or so. Mm-hmm. Ginger power, baby. Like the whole <laughs> banger after banger thing, isn't it, that, that's a shoot because fucking – He's, I, we talk about it all the time. He's one of those guys that, like, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch his match. But then you watch his match, you're like, oh, fuck, this is good. So, You know what I wonder, though? Was he hurt for so long that, like, it took him, like, a couple years to get back into, like, the, the you the know, groove. the groove? Right. How Sheamus got his groove back. Because <laughs> he was with Cesaro for a while, and we always heard that's because Sheamus you know wasn't healthy like yeah. he was having like problems I, and shit i i sort of feel like seamus knows he's on borrowed time and at this mm-hmm. point he sort of feels like this is his last run so leave it all on the fucking table at this point you sure know? sure yeah as as far as we were always told he had some head spinal stenosis right and that was something that eventually is going to catch up with you and make it so you can't work anymore so until you go to AEW, then they'll have you jump off balconies yeah exactly yeah. um or oh, we said it. We said it after Clash at the Castle. The, the Gunther Sheamus match at Clash at the Castle had no right being that fucking good. Yeah. Yes. It and did. truthfully, guys, honestly, and Ginger, you, you and I especially, how fucking wrong were we about Gunther's capabilities on the main roster? Because I'll say it too, man. Uh, we all I, hated I, this I didn't guy like in NXT. Before. Yeah. 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 But had, the guy has put work in. Yeah. And that's he's, what it's about. He's, he's, I got I got called horrible names on the internet for talking shit about the Walter uh, Tyler Bate match on NXT UK. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and now look at him. to me, this match sort of solidified for me just how good Gunther is. Because a guy with the name of Ring General, you, you he proved the gimmick in this match. General. Um, yeah, because you do. You need somebody who can call the match because so because you obviously you're not scripting everything in the match here. But he did, yeah. and he has so expanded out his repertoire of moves, and it just he does so much more than he ever did before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I became a believer for uh, in Gunther after this one. I was like, yes, fucking put the. But they changed on. <laughs> his name, Troy. <laughs> yeah, Keith Lee is in shambles because he was like, I can't believe. I'm so sorry for Walter. He's gonna he's gonna have to go through that. It's like, yeah, he's got in the best Actually, shape of his did life. You guys catch uh, Cody Rhodes in the post in the post kind of press conference. No, no I didn't actually. I didn't actually watch the press conference. He uh, made reference to the fact he saw Gunther. He's like. Whew, that guy, he's like, I guess he remembers when I made fun of his name before, because on Dynamite, he had <laughs> he that line about Gunther, Mc, Mc, Gunther Mc, 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 Yes. 
right when they changed his name, yep. which I actually thought was kind of funny. Yeah, man. And, uh, of course, Chris Jericho chimed in and said that he would not job to Gunther ever. So he continues to it's be okay. a okay. He doesn't work for the company that Gunther does, so well, yeah, we don't care. He's also he's, he would also like everyone to know that the fuckers at Burger King forgot the pickles on his burger. You gotta, so he you demands gotta, a refund on Twitter. you got to remember the phone. Yeah. And fucking, who would have thought that Chris Jericho would be a giant fucking Karen? Well, no, it's just he, 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 he steals gimmicks from every people. No, and, he, and he saw Chelsea he's Green, just, and he's like, I need yeah. that gimmick. Yeah. He's reinventing himself, Adam. That's yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So the Miz enters number three. Yay. And so I'm I'm sorry. I, I haven't been paying. <laughs> it's going to be the longest show in the history it, of the It is. It is. No, no, it, it's about the Miz, though. So yeah. is he babyface now? No. 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 Never. <laughs> okay. Did he not slap hands with somebody in the crowd running down the aisle? He does that um, from time to time, though. Yeah, he'll he'll do that almost like, I'm the yeah, Miz. You should he... love me. Of course, these are my fans. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right, but uh, but then he gets but then he gets tossed out like a bitch and then and and throws a temper tantrum so yeah. it's 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 still he'll miss. Yeah, uh, number four is Kofi Kingston. And <laughs> don't just stop at this point. Just fucking stop with the with the spot. Yeah, it, it's 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 <laughs> twice in a row, but we'll get there. We're not there yet. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, number five. Is Johnny Gargano. By the way, yes. how bad does that remix of Rebel Heart suck? Oh, okay, awful. somebody brought that up last week. I don't mind it. And I hadn't really like paid attention to it on Raw, and then for some reason I I was really paying attention to it for the Rumble, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. It's oh, that's awful. terrible. No point. No point. I on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I will I say. Mind. Anybody that Johnny Gargano started working with in the Rumble, I was like, I could see them having a really good match. Every single yeah. person <laughs> yeah. touched in that ring. Which, of course, the first uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, the first person that Johnny went after, The Miz. Which <laughs> exactly what you would Logic, expect. imagine that. I know, right? Imagine that. Yeah. I, I did enjoy the fact that he was, I guess, going to do his own uh, beat-off of the Bowery. And then Seamus came over, he's like, no, 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 little guy, I got this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beats the ever-loving piss out of the Miz. And then Johnny super kicks him, and the Miz is eliminated. Entering at number six, Xavier Woods. And afterwards, number seven, Karen Cross. Yeah, he didn't last long. No, no, not really. Um, who did he get? I'm sorry, go ahead. It, who did he get um, dumped out by? Uh, he drew. Drew was true. Yeah. Okay. Um, Again, logical because they had yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But coming off the heels, of, like if he loses that Mysterio match on Friday, and you're like, all right, maybe they're setting him up for a nice little run in the Rumble, and nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Seems That's, like it's opposite. a bummer. I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity with this guy. I really do. It's almost like because he doesn't do enough flippy shit, like they're worried the crowd won't get behind him. I don't know. It's weird. I do think he needs a better finish. I think he needs something more powerful, more sort of impactful, more sort of eye-opening as a finish than the fucking cross jacket or the fucking forearm to the back of the head. But yeah, he needs a muscle move. 
Yeah. I'm sure. Some power bomb variation or he something. Just, you know? He just needs to pick up his wife and just swing her into people. Uh, <laughs> uh, number eight is Shush. Ginger, did you did you catch the episode of SmackDown where she popped a titty? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was wrestling and they went to the black screen. I have not seen photos, but so oh, who was this again? I'm sorry, Scarlet. 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 Oh. So she, she had a little wardrobe malfunction. I oh, I, I seen it. She had tape on him, but because uh, the tape peeked out, they're like, ah! <laughs> and cut. Yeah, so, no, you can't, you can't risk that. Yeah. Uh, so after Chad Gable comes out, uh, number nine is Drew McIntyre. And he goes right after Karen Cross, hits him with a headbutt, and then drop kicks Cross out of the match. And, uh, was Cross only the second elimination? Yes. Because Miz yep. went first, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cross was the second eliminated, yep. Then enter- I missed Miz's elimination entirely, so I looked at all the Oh, Nobody's been eliminated yet, and they're like, "Oh, Miz has been eliminated." I'm like, "Oh, fuck! I was, I must have missed." Oh that. shit! <laughs> they, this was having to watch some of the old rumbles. I was like, "My God, these guys miss a lot of eliminations." <laughs> <laughs> uh, entering number ten. Imagine trying to be a ring announcer and you have to pay close attention because so that you can announce every elimination, right, Adam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave up on that. Uh, <laughs> I'll announce the, the people coming out. And I'll announce the winner. Yeah. Right, should be all. The fans can figure everything else out. Yeah. Number ten, Santos Escobar. So good to see him on the main roster doing all right for himself. Yeah, looking yeah. like a fucking star though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he comes out, beats the shit out of everybody, and essentially everyone gets knocked down except for Woods and Kofi, and they have that spot in the Rumble where you're like, oh, here it comes. Uh, we got the tag team mm-hmm. that's gonna beat up on each other. Kofi goes off the ropes and does the, like, lucha thing where he wraps his legs around Woods, and then they just the proceed... Wheelbarrow. The wheelbarrow, yeah. And then they just proceed to... Casador. Drum, drum on each other's asses and get up and yep. do, the, do the New Day chat, which I was like, okay, that was actually a good spot. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. And number 11 is Angela Dawkins. At this point, Seamus tries to get Woods out... He can't do it, so Gunther comes over, he's like, I'll do it. And Xavier Woods gets thrown out of the match. <laughs> then, Gunther grabs Kofi Kingston. Oh my god. Throws him out of the match, and suddenly Woods has grabbed one of the chairs, and Kofi just barrels into the fucking chair. <laughs> yeah. And, and the announcers did try to put over, like, did his final take both feet hit? And then it's just like, oh, no, forget about it. We're not going to fuck up yeah. while doing that. Yeah, when, when he hit the chair, one of his feet laid on top of the chair because I think he was dead. <laughs> and, yeah, him oh and the God. chair both were down. So I, I but, guess he was trying to So I assume Woods was supposed it. to, like, catch him in the chair. Yeah. At least the chair standing up and then, like, wheel him over to the steps. Was that the plan? I I, hence why Woods got eliminated first in yeah. that same spot. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I know uh, Gunther just launched Kofi pretty much through the chair. Yeah, and I give credit to Michael Cole to try to say that, but even Corey was like, "Nah, dude, you don't know." <laughs> and didn't he say he died at one point? I think Grizzly. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's dead. And once tried, he he tried to like hold the chair up for him, but like it, it's like he speared it. <laughs> Jesus. 
and you know to the point we talked about we've talked about in the past like triple h making things make sense who better to eliminate the two guys who don't take anything seriously in the ring like yeah. the new day than fucking gunther yeah absolutely yeah so then because of the fact at this point we get to that point in the rumble where you're like there's a lot of guys in the ring <laughs> yes entering yes. number 12 brock lesnar Brock comes over and suplexes Escobar. Yep. Suplexes Escobar, <laughs> chucks him out of the match. Escobar's out. Uh, takes down Dawkins, throws Dawkins out of the match. Grabs Chad Gable, throws him out of the match. Three quick eliminations right, on the, right off the bat. And then uh, it looks like he starts going after the Banger Bros. And then number 13, Bobby Lashley comes out. Oh, what, what, didn't he drop Drew on his head, though, with an overhead suplex? Yes. Yeah, or was it she- Sheamus? Or, no, it was Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus, yeah. Was... It was Sheamus, and it was really tight. It was like, ooh, because it almost looked like he landed on the top of his head. But Speaking of spinal injuries. <laughs> <laughs> so Lashley comes in, uh, Spears Lesnar, and then fucking Spinebusters Gargano, Spears McIntyre, and then grabs Brock Lesnar, and throws Brock Lesnar out of the match. Fucking chucks him out of the ring. Yes. <laughs> can, can we talk about how perfectly Brock Lesnar has been utilized in the Royal Rumble, though? Mm. Yes. Go back um, to the build with The Undertaker, where they did their segment in the Rumble, then to build Drew for Mania when yeah. he eliminated him from the Rumble. Like He does such a great job. His presence in the Rumble does such a great job of building the next guy for him. Yes, because he's Brock fucking Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he, the one guy in the past 10 years that they have always tried to book strong. Mm-hmm. To the detriment of others a lot of the time, yeah. but yes. But recently, I think it's been helping others. Yes. Like you said, the Drew thing, and now this mm-hmm. with Sheamus, and not only just Sheamus, but Lashley, obviously. So, and, and I think that's the thing people fail to realize. We talk about this with Ziggler all the time. For Brock to be able to elevate people, he has to beat people sometimes. Like, yeah. I know people are like, oh, you fucking part-timers going on. He has to go over on people sometimes for him to be credible and effective to build the next guy that he does like beat him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that way when you do beat Brock, it fucking means something. Right, exactly. Yeah. Being that. Ziggler means fucking nothing. Right. Being Big Show meant nothing by the time he was done hanging him. He was hanging him up. Yeah. Not only that, but not enough credit is given to Brock for his selling. Because right. every time he gets eliminated from the Rumble... He gets eliminated from the rumble. He like yes. flips yeah. over the fucking ropes and like lands on the outside. So it's oh, he almost killed I'll... Michael Cole and Corey with <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I'll do you one better than that. His his whole demeanor, his expressions, everything he does, do a great. Remember when Keith Lee came out and you got that oh big boy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that immediately made Keith Lee a bigger deal mm-hmm. yeah, just yes. by Lesnar doing that. Yeah, yeah. So Le- Lesnar, what Lesnar did this year. When Bobby eliminated him, was it made Bobby a big deal because now you want to see that third match. Yeah, so, so, Lesner, so it also led to some people getting hurt. Yeah, Lesnar gets up, looks over at Bobby, and just laughs, and then proceeds to grab the top of the announce desk and throw it into the ring, which it was like <laughs> I was shocked nobody got hurt. And then he proceeds to grab one of the refs. And slam him into the fucking steps and kill that Jesus. guy. Jesus. Well, did you hear the story though? Uh, no, it's what? from it's from copy and pasteful. I don't believe it. 
Well, so anyway, the story is that that ref that Brock injured was supposed to be the one to raise the hand at the end for Cody, and they had to send somebody else in to do it because he was hurt. Whoops. If you believe it, it's from from Pink Dick. I don't believe it, but sure. (laughs) Entering at number 14, Baron Corbin. Oh, my God. Hey, it's better than throwing a fucking door at, a, at the live crowd. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, at no, least it's I'm a sure professional. Throwing a door at the live crowd's better than Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I meant Brock injuring the ref, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I know what you meant, Sal. It was a joke. Yeah. Well, that was a joke. Speaking of injuries, what happened next, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> As Baron Corbin is coming down, and I could, you could see it coming. <laughs> Yes. It was like, oh, it was like, like, hold on a second. Brock is still out there. <laughs> Brock grabs Baron Corbin and F5s him onto the ground. <laughs> he blindsided him with a fucking elbow yeah. to the right. side of the face. He yep. fucking cold cocked him right He's in the like, fucking mouth. Fuck you. You're, you're taking this shit, buddy. See you later. So uh, this, this is one of those spots where you're like, are they going to do the Heath Slater thing where everyone just keeps beating the shit out of Corbin. Are we going to have somebody else take his spot in the rumble because he's dead now? <laughs> but what we get instead is after Brock throws around a referee and everything that he disappears and out comes Seth Fuckboy Rollins. And Rollins comes down, takes one look at Corbin and goes, <laughs> and <laughs> throws him into the ring and then immediately eliminates him. <laughs> Oh my god, his cackle, dude. I fucking hate it, but I love it still. <laughs> Did he get curb stomped and then bro kicked out of the ring? Is that how Corbin got eliminated? No, he just uh, got I, he, he just got uh, uh, kicked and... Super kicked? Yeah, okay. he just got super kicked. Yeah. I, I, I do remember him violently getting tossed in and very quickly getting tossed yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Number 16 is Otis. And Holy shit, dude. <laughs> he got... Bigger since the last time I saw him. <laughs> he's a very I'm sorry, but he's, he's 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 in shape, all right. Yeah, he's Wisconsin strong. That's right. Um, Wisconsin cheese strong, baby. But uh, very very happy to see Otis with the beard back because beardless Otis was not something weird, right? It was it wasn't cool. Yep. You know who it reminded me of? I think I mentioned it on the show before. Remember the bad guy in the Pee Wee movies, like the little oh my god, Pee Wee. That's who fucking beardless Otis y'all, reminds me of. Y'all remember Homestar Runner? Yep, I do. Strong said. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> about this time was my daughter's favorite part of this match when Otis proceeded to do the worm to Gunther. Dip 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 dip. <laughs> The caterpillar. Thank you. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh, number seventeen. <laughs> uh, booyaka booyaka. <laughs> I'm a dead guy because Rey Mysterio is supposed to come out and never does. Who's that jumping out the? S- Nobody. Nobody. No. Nope. 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 Booyaka booyaka. No match time. Yep. <laughs> At this point, then Rollins is able to throw Bobby Lashley out of the match, which was kind of a surprise. Yeah. Well, they've been feuding, so, I mean, yep. again, logical oh, elimination. Yes, yeah, for the strap, yeah. Yeah. Um, then out comes number 18, Dominic Mysterio, and he is holding his dad's mask. 
He was, was wearing, wearing it at first. Oh, he was wearing it. Yes, he was. Yeah. And then he and then he took it off and repeatedly tried to rip it and yes, failed and miserably. Oh my god, dude! I'm sorry. That was embarrassing for him. That was a bad <laughs> moment for him. I just. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah, just throw it away. That like, ugh. I, I just Unless, feel like, yeah. Listen, because, that's the, them's the rules in the prison yard. I want your mask. I'm taking your mask. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it it made him look weak, but I did it in high school before with a t-shirt. So nice. I, I just feel like Sarath was backstage, just like, yeah, fuck right, you're not able to rip that. I'm good at my job. <laughs> the durable mask. Yeah. How many times have we seen someone rip that mask during a match? Or of, of Ray or anybody? Or, or any or, Lucha mask. Yeah, yeah anybody. Who's Pentagon's mask like fucking falls off at this point. Like, yeah, Penta, go. Phoenix, fucking Serpentico. And they, but, Not all masks are created equal. That's right. Dominic. <laughs> That's perfect, because it actually was like Mr. Burns trying to rip something. Actually, what they, what they, really, what they really should have done in that moment called an audible and sent Rhea out to rip the mask for her. Right. <laughs> yes. That would have been perfect. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. She comes out she comes out with a pair of scissors. <laughs> nice. Uh Banger Bros throw Otis out of the match. And then They are totally arriving in a van at WrestleMania, right? That's I their special so. entrance. I would love so. Yep. Well, because that was uh, I know I saw I saw a report this week that they had they were changing the name because WWE realized it was a porn site. Like motherfucker, they made bus jokes last week. They Jack did. Was, the announcers McAfee made jokes about it. Yeah. Well, McAfee was like, "What did you say these guys' names were?" <laughs> yeah. Or he's like, "We're not allowed to say that anymore." <laughs> yes. And then Michael Cole tried to explain to him. He's like, "What are we?" He's like, uh, "We're crew." He's like, "No, we're bros, right?" Like, yep. and they put on bangers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my just don't take just don't right, take so any money so to get on their bro bus. bangers. Yeah, they're bro bangers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's black. That's a different thing entirely. <laughs> just don't just don't take any money to get on their bus. Yeah. So number nineteen, Elias. But <sighs> thankfully, as soon as he gets in, we get the Banger Bros. In stereo with a claymore and a brogue, and Elias Dude. is instantly eliminated. They murdered him. Murdered. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they castrated him, dude. Oh. They took his face off, and you knew he was fucked up because he rolled. He wanted to get out of there so fucking quick. <laughs> yeah. Just just Dude. to be clear, castration has nothing to do with taking your face off. Yep. <laughs> Dice them up a little. <laughs> Coming next week to Raw, Albert. Yep. <laughs> Number twenty is. Well, we never saw Elrod, right? No. Nope. Finn nope. Balor. Finn Balor. Yep. And he yeah, comes. Yeah, Ginger. You, since you've been gone, you missed that Adam is no longer a fan of Finn Balor because he changed to pants. Yep. I oh. never said that. Right. <laughs> he just said it was a bad, bad choice. In fact, I, I, I think Finn. Finn's got something to say. About something about that right now, doesn't he, Adam? Because he's in your background and his cock is on your shoulder. He just what? needs a rest. <laughs> nice nice <cock. laughs> So Finn comes over and eliminates Johnny Gargano. Hey now. 
Boo. Okay, so I want to see Seth Rollins versus Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. I want to see Finn Balor versus uh, Johnny Gargano. Anybody. But I do have a question. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Where is Ciampa? Uh, injured. Uh, injured. injured yeah. With what? Labrum? I think so. It was. How long has he been out for? Quite a while, right? Yeah, yeah like six months. I, I, do you think they could pull off Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa? I think that was Mania. the plan with the whole – they did a whole angle with Dexter Loomis and Johnny, yes. and, and I think that was the plan. It was supposed to be Ciampa, and then Ciampa got hurt, and we had to get – they had to change it to something ridiculous. Oh, so. Bronson Reed. Well, yeah. but we might get that. Who didn't even get a slam. spot in the Rumble? No. <laughs> he no, doesn't have a labrum, Jason. He's a man. <laughs> Jesus no, see, we we didn't get Bronson Reed because it was very important that at number 21 we got Booker T. I'd rather him here than on commentary. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, he comes out. He's able to hit a couple moves. He it's, does a sloppy-ass spinneroonie. I'm like, is Ginger, he able to hit a couple moves, though? Just be glad we're not doing NXT rundown now and you don't have to listen to Booker T every week. Oh, my God. I, I can't do it. can't do it. Shuck it, duck it, quack, quack. He's the he's the only announcer that's he coming for? He commentates for NXT. Uh he's the only announcer that's able to do heel and face turns within these uh, an entire sentence. Because kitty <laughs> kitty purr purr. Uh but thanks for the shut up son the yep. contract. Okay, thank it. you. I'm glad you I'm glad you got that. Nice. Uh Guther. Dumps Booker T out of the ring, so thankfully it was sure. Soggy doggy bark bark. <laughs> Are you gonna be okay over there? Did you say soggy doggy? <laughs> soggy doggy bark bark <laughs> is this week's episode title. <laughs> Number twenty-two, rounding out the Judgment Day, Damian Priest. And now all three members of the Judgment Day are yep. in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Damien Priest, who, after all this time in the company, I still almost always accidentally type Judas Priest when I'm making notes on anything. (laughs) Nice. And he comes out. Um, He's just Judas in your mind. Whoever it was that booked this Rumble, but they did a nice job of putting groups and factions together to have little nice runs of Mm -hmm. um, working together. So, nice job. Number 23 is Montez Ford. And the next Can person. Can we not put tag teams in Royal Rumbles? There's enough guys on the fucking roster that you don't have to do that. Well, but now uh, the Street Profits are both competing for spots in the Elimination Chamber, so they're doing singles deals. Yeah, but we also them? had Alpha Academy both in there, and not that I like him, but we ended Dolph Ziggler's 14 year streak of being in Rumbles because he just wasn't booked for it. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah, Montez But he's Ford. here to show the world. Look, you got to look at it like this. The Street Profits, they get good reactions every time, so yeah. might as well throw them in the rumble. Same thing with Ch- uh, Chad and Otis. Sure. Chad's been doing great work. Yeah, so, no, I mean, but no reason for Elias to be in there. Uh, so, Fair. <laughs> for whatever reason, Montez Ford is then just dumped out of the match. <laughs> it's in there for like less than a minute. So, good for him? Sure. But, cool. making his return, 
because, of course, he is. Number 24, Edge. Uh, he comes out and immediately goes after the Judgment Day, uh, winds up getting rid of Damien Priest, eliminating Finn Balor, and then we get Edge and Rollins and as sort of a, like, ooh, okay. But then, of course, Finn Balor is just like, I'm not done, and runs back in and eliminates Edge. <laughs> Gets back he, he whipped his dick around him like a lasso and yep. pulled him out. Um. I thought it was a great use of Edge. He came yeah. out, he got the pop, quick in and out, but further the storyline, like really nice, to, and just hinted with the the throwback to him and Rollins. I thought it was a beautiful use of Edge in this, in this yeah. Rumble. Agreed. And I love the fact too that he tries to take out all of all of the uh, Judgment Day, and Dominic winds up not getting eliminated because he. Just, I was gonna like, say he almost yeah. he almost eliminated all three of them. But credit to the to them booking because they prevented Edge from completing his goal, and mm-hmm. Dominic was still in the rumble. To everybody was like, ah, and, I can't believe he's still in the match. Like, and perfect. he's he's perfectly booked as a cockroach in this match. They just can't mm-hmm. get rid of him. Uh, entering at number twenty five, Austin The Thin- Rock. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is that what you said? No. No. None of those guys are in this. I was told they were going to be. Oh. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> so, after Austin Theory gets in there, number 25 is Omos. I thought you already said 25. I thought 26, sorry. 26 is Omos. Okay. And then 27 is Braun Strowman. Because... Oh, monster fight! Yeah, we get a monster fight. <laughs> Omos gets eliminated. Yay. And then, the bitch. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And then number 28 is Ricochet. Huh. So at this point... It's at this point I was like... <laughs> so if you if you go by who was announced for this match, you're like, so there's only two people left that are announced for this match, and that's Cody Rhodes and Riddick Moss. So I guess those are the next two guys in this match. <laughs> Excuse me? Mad Cat Moss? Sorry. Sorry, Matt, I didn't need to dead name uh, Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> but before we get that, the ring general decides to take out the Banger Bros. As both McIntyre and Sheamus are taken out. And entering at number 29, Melogan Paul. <laughs> and, again, I don't like the guy personally, but he is where he belongs. Right. Can I ask you a question? Yes. And, and maybe I missed something. I'm usually fairly aware of what's going on but i did listen to his podcast because they had cody rhodes on right after the royal rumble win or whatever and there were a lot of comments about how the internet hates him right now because of something that happened and i have no idea what it was he's the one who went to japan into the uh suicide forest and uh, filmed a person hanging from a tree ah okay yeah and was like yeah he he was that guy yeah he was sitting there in the video wearing like a green alien hat and just being like oh it's so crazy that it's like why are you filming that he was talking while the body was hanging behind him and so that's why a lot of people were like a lot of people were like are you fucking kidding me dude like you're you have a dead body right next to you and you're still trying to get views that's what now one of the jokes they made on the show makes more sense yeah (laughs) see what's fucked up though 
because Cody was talking about how he can't get into gyms because in, in Japan because he's got a tattoo, and he's like, well, you can't get into Japan at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, that um, makes sense. That's why. Yeah, that that was the legal part of it. Uh, but then the other fucked up part of it, society wise, is that he actually did get record breaking views on that video. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. I mean, but his brother is the worst of them. <clears throat> I know. Jake Paul is the one who beats women, so. Yeah. But, uh. By the way, also a great joke on that episode because, like, oh, we got Cody Rhodes, your father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, half brother, Dustin Rhodes, sister, Lana Rhodes. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cody's like, wait, wait, the porn star? I yeah. don't think we're related. Yes. Um, yeah, so... After he gets in there, um, he again kind of shows off that he is a very fucking good wrestler, surprisingly. And uh, we then get... Number 30, the last person in the Rumble, Cody Rhodes. Which, I'm not a huge... I, I thought it would have been better if these two were flipped. Because... No, it would not have been. No? No. Uh, and I've seen a lot of this, and I've, I've thought a lot about it, and I've tried to sort of rationalize and, and I've got the answer. Think back a few years ago, when they introduced everybody, and they left number 30 open and everyone thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan sure. and it was Rey Mysterio and he got booed fucking mercilessly. Okay. If they go to 29 and have Cody come out, people are going to instantly assume 30 is the rock or stone cold. And whoever comes out is going to get booed mercilessly and Cody's, Cody's win. They're going to turn on Cody. Oh, gotcha. So what they did was they protected him by putting him in that 30 spot because everybody knew who was coming out. There was no disappointment. It was one of the guys people wanted to see. So it was the right move. It was perfectly done by them okay. to protect so their investment. Plus it let him have pyro. Yeah. Yeah. So that said, I will say this in retrospect. I, and, and I do believe that at one point they did think the rock or Austin or somebody was in on it. Because I wish they could. I'm betting they wish they could have had the having Cody announce it thing back. Oh yeah, if Cody comes out at 30 as the surprise yeah. without having been announced ahead of time. That's a bigger pop. Sure, for sure. Uh, so after after a little bit, Dominic winds up trying to get the three amigos on him, and on the third amigo, he gets crossroaded and then eliminated from the match. To which. Even commentary was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but so was the rest of the crowd, which is so perfect for Cody. Oh, for sure. And if, for if you needed that booze, if there was any question of people being butthurt that Rock wasn't in it or Sammy wasn't in it, well, yeah, now we have, have Cody throw out Dominic. Yep. Perfect. So, question. What did uh, Judgment Day do to Michael Cole? Nothing. Yes. My God, dude, sh- shitting all over them the entire fucking time. Well, not as to, bad as Top Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. well, there is a storyline reason for it, though, because on SmackDown, we watched Dominic uh, beat the shit out of Ray, and Michael Cole was on the call for that. And after we saw the video, he was like, that ungrateful son of a bitch. So there is precedent for Michael Cole hatred on Dominic. Oh my there god! Was somebody... where, there was one point where Cole referred to somebody as a piece of shh, and the other two guys were supposed to cut him off, yep. and yeah. they never did. 
So yeah, they did it. Yeah. Seeing if he would take the bait. And then McAfee like picked up and was like, yeah, he's a piece of trash. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Dominic, actually. But yeah. at one point, I think he said Finn Balor is the fabulous looking outer space guy or something like that. <laughs> Somebody said something along those lines. And I was like, who? Why? Why are they shitting all of these guys? Yeah. But, uh. So then what we get is uh, everyone kind of gets knocked to the ground other than Ricochet and Logan Paul. <laughs> they proceed to both go under the second rope and then look at each other across the ring and both kind of go, yeah, we're fucking doing this. And they both proceed to springboard off the top ropes and meet in the center of the ring <laughs> and fucking full fucking speed, like 10 feet in the air. Yeah. And, and close on each other. Yep, they close on each other and both hit the mat, and everyone goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and they replayed that like four times, and I still wanted to see it more. Uh, and Logan Paul did not tuck his chin. Oh no, not he good. smashes. He, he, he smashes. He, yeah, I mean that—that's difficult. Even in that kind of ring, dropping from that far, you're gonna hit your head yeah. regardless. I'm sorry. Yeah. Plus, he's yeah, got. Yeah, but you got to tuck your chin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, but even then you're going to get a little bit of whiplash because you're dropping so far down. Yeah. Turn your head, Greeny. So at this point, um, they're both dead <laughs> to the point that, like, <laughs> Logan Paul rolls out and, like, goes to the side, and, and we don't see him again for quite a while. <laughs> just, just to point out again, this guy, Logan Paul, who just did it, this is a guy who had a grade three MCL tear, what, six months ago. Yeah. 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 And he's doing this. So now, he didn't tear his ACL and his PCL and everything like they originally thought, but it was a grade three MCL tear. Yeah. He recovered. <laughs> he did fucking springboard lariats. And then I don't know if you saw the video or not. He is at right after that. He's, he was hanging out by the, the side, by the padding or whatever like that. And one of the fans just cracked open one of his energy drinks and Probably. gave it to him. <laughs> so he, yeah. he took a little <laughs> drink and like gave it back to the guy. It's like, I wouldn't drink out of that after that, but that's cool. That was a nice thing to do. Uh, so Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes manages to get Braun Strowman out. Uh, then he tries to get Ricochet out, but can't. And then Theory winds up getting Ricochet out, so that tag team is over. And then Cody comes over and is able to get rid of Austin Theory. Ruined him again. Yep. <laughs> so we then... We got to the point where I was like, I'm like, oh man, we're we're already down to like just fucking three people or four people left because we got or no three people left because we got Rollins and Rhodes and Gunther, and then all of a sudden Logan Paul just fucking returns. I was like, oh that's right, he's in this match, <laughs> and he manages to dump I, Seth Rollins out. Yeah, I had also forgot that Logan Paul was mm-hmm. still in the match. Yeah, which okay, so let's let's assume what we think is likely is likely at this point. Are we, are we there for Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Yes, uh, I am because I had mentioned Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, maybe about four weeks ago on this very show. Stop trying to make it about you, Sal. I'm asking uh, too bad. Um, cause you know what? This is my fucking time. I was finally right for once. Uh, I think it's great. I, I think it's a great use of both of them. Um, Logan Paul and Seth Rollins can burn the house down at fucking Mania, and and you need 
Seth deserves a big match. Logan Paul's a big fucking star. Yeah. And they're already bringing up the fact that, like, oh, Seth's going to find his way to WrestleMania. This is fucking perfect. Yeah. Seth's getting that. He did an Applebee's commercial. <laughs> <laughs> also, Seth, Seth's one of the more over people, so it'll allow Logan to slide into that shitty heel character, too, which is stop trying to make this guy a face. And Please, it will never work. Let's be honest here. The way that he eliminated Seth was rather heelish. <laughs> yep. Yep. So after that. I expected Jason to make a lot more of uh, Sal just admitting that he was wrong about everything else. <laughs> I mean, it sort of just goes without saying. <laughs> I'm still basking in the glow of him having to admit I've been right about CM Punk for the last 10 years. So, next elimination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, did you catch did you catch Seth Rollins' comments about CM Punk? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was like from last week. Keep going, Troy. Uh, it was from the, the thing right before the Fan Fest, right before, yeah. before the Rumble. Right before the Rumble. Uh, it was this week, this past weekend. Yeah, they asked him and he said, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Called him a cancer. Yes. He is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get it, but it's not something these guys typically say about each other in public. No, no, no sure. that's that's deep. That's a deep cut. Yeah, that's that's telling you if that if he's willing to say that in public, they feel worse about him. Yeah. Yeah. If he's that's... But I also love the fact that he said we've known that here, they found it out there, can we just stop trying? Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Letting everybody know he's a dick. He's always been a dick. We know he's a dick. He ain't coming back. <laughs> like, I was going to say, and putting a, a, a close to all those fucking rumors of people being like, oh, WWE's going to bring him back. Oh, you said that, but then immediately if, there was, oh, it's a work. It's Seth Rollins yeah. versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. Yeah. No if, it wa- if it walks like a dick and it talks like a dick, it's a dick. It's a vagina. So, <laughs> so Cody hits the That cut. explains some of your dating choices, Please. Ginger. Ginger. <laughs> Labrum. Come on. They're quite, they're quite tricky nowadays. Labrams? Maybe. <laughs> There's your title. Labrams? Question mark. Cody hits the uh, crossroads on Logan Paul and eliminates him. And then we get an which, old... Which, yeah. by the way, sorry, on, on the interview I heard, <laughs> they talked about Cody eliminating him, and they said, you did the fucking internet's work there, pal. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so we get ourselves an old-fashioned... Last two guys on the Rumble start to have a regular match, which yeah. I have been sorely missing. Yes. And so, yeah, so Gunther and Cody square off. Uh, I'm not going to go through everything. Uh, Gunther targeting the fucking peck, which was great. And eventually uh, we get the uh, another crossroads, and Cody throws out Gunther to win the Royal Rumble. Can I also just point out, like, I thought for, there was that moment where it looked like they were going to do the big show spot where Cody's in the sleeper hold and he just sort of drags him over the yeah, top rope. Yeah, and I thought that was going to be the finish. And I'm like, yeah, it's sort of like we've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. So I love the fact <clears throat> that they went back into it and they had yep. an actual finish. Yep. So good on them for that, too. Yeah. Do you guys feel and, that the one-on-one at the end went just a little too long? No. 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 No, and you know what else I I like about it? I I think it set me up, even though it's not where we're going for Mania, it gave Mm -hmm. me another thing like, ooh, here's another thing I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Yeah. I, I will say and I like one that thing they pointed I really... out oh, that they pointed out the history of it being this is the first time it's ever been a one and thirty as the last two games. Yeah. 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 Now number thirty eliminating number one is sort of a heel thing, but it's okay. <laughs> right. Uh, if, if you look at deep but it, but it reason, gives but... Gunther all the covers. The coach yeah. was the freshest oh, yeah. guy in the match and threw yeah. out the guy who'd been in there the longest. Yep. Which, by the way, can we stop saying he's been in there longer than number two? Like, they're in there the same amount of time. That's really fucking... Technically, they're um, not, not because by the, the, end of the, match, the, bell, the bell rings before number one hits the ring. So, technically... Same, amount, same, ta- same time of physicality, motherfucker. Same ring time, yeah. Yeah, they, um, they, they do do it because they did the same thing with the women where it was like, oh, Liv's lasted one second <laughs> left less than... Uh, spoiler alert. But um, I, I will but, say this. The... There was a spot that Gunther did where Cody was hanging off the turnbuckle and Gunther was just kicking him in the back. Yeah. And Cody yeah. was upside down. That was great. That was yeah. fucking mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty good, pretty good scarf for that, from that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I keep going back to it. The, the Cody interview, apparently he said they're going to market the fucking peck injury. Like, they're making action figures with the peck injury. Nice. and a And a Funko with it, too. Nice. Oh, my God. It's it's funny because um, obviously that's that's going to be there all the time now. We iconic now. Yeah, the, I I one of the things that I always remember about the Rock was that the scar that he had on his shoulder, the like mm-hmm. two scars that were up up on his his uh, his arm like that, and there was never really an, an explanation for why it happened. It just was there. Now obviously it's like covered up by a tattoo or whatever that, but that was one of those things where it was like that was always kind of a part of him, and it just was there. But this, for sure, yeah, we can get some mileage out of people targeting it and everything like that. Oh, it's great. We get the... I mean, Cody's making a hit, uh, fucking lifetime of this. We got the scar from the pec injury. Mm-hmm. We got that dent in his forehead when he j- jumped over the ropes and landed on the ramp in yep. AEW. Yes. <laughs> we got his big ass tattoo. We got that list tattoo. from when he was born at Rhodes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going he's gonna to look at John Moxley pretty soon. Uh, so... Uh, that takes us Which, to. By the way, in 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 said interview, Cody was asked for his top five performers in the business. Number one, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Number two, he put himself. Nice. Number three, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And then he said four and five is probably Moxley and Omega in some order. I'm like, oh, you're gonna get death threats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had our Mountain Dew pitch black match. Oh um, which Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. let's talk about Cody for a second. It's been an hour, and we're know, only we one could... match into this thing. But go <laughs> but ahead. This, but it was a, we've actually gone a... longer than the Rumble did. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's, uh, we just kind of glossed over it. This was a huge moment for Cody, and I yes. love the story that they're fucking telling. Um, Michael Cole was like, you know, from dashing to stardust to something I'm going to talk about to the main event at WrestleMania, <laughs> um, and then the co- you know, the tagline is finish the story. I love it. I think it's it's the perfect fucking. It's what you need to go up against Reigns of Mania. Yeah, we'll talk more about that when we get to Bra too. So okay. Um. So, uh, Bruno, Fetus, Smathers, Glashen, uh, Ginger, myself, Jason, Sal, and Jackson get a point for Bray Wyatt beating LA Knight. But how does he do it? And what is a pitch black match? Well. It's cosmic bowling time because it's pretty much just, <laughs> it's it's just a black light through everything. But Ellie Knight dressing in like day glow orange or yellow or whatever it was. Jesus, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, LA lights. 
LA lights, yep. <laughs> uh, Bray Wyatt having the face paint all over him. Really fucking cool. I, I liked it. I don't know what the fuck this match was going to be, but I liked it. The the look of it, the aesthetic of it was really cool. Yeah. Um, the presentation of it, yes. Yeah. So it, it was a super fucking quick match, though, because they sort of fought for a little bit. Somehow there was glitter on the announce desk. Which, I don't know what that was, but it, it exploded like, out of the middle of the table. It was confetti, yeah. The, yeah. I, I appreciate everybody saying it looked different. It looked like a fucking Kesha music video, okay? <laughs> That's what we were fucking looking at. Yeah. Really? We were going to reference Kesha from like 10 years ago? I referenced Kesha from 20 years Tell ago, Tell me dude. that's not what it looks like. Right? I know. I don't watch music videos. Um, as, we we uh, talk a, a lot. So Jason, I mean, as someone, I mean, as someone who, who, who has enjoyed his 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 fill of cosmic bowling in the past, I enjoyed I enjoyed the match. Yeah, I did too. I, Go ahead, Jason. Tell us. It was a pretty standard. It. it was it was a pretty standard street fight for what it was. Yeah, right. I thought it, it was un, Like you said, the presentation was unique enough that that uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, it looked like they were for this and for the concert. It looked like they were projecting from beneath the ring. That's how the, how the, the pitch black logo was on there because it wasn't casting shadows when they were over it. It was actually yeah. kind of illuminating them. So I don't know how the fuck they did that, but it was really cool. Yeah. I I mean, look, if you wanted to do this match as, as some you know random match, sure. If you wanted to do it with the Miz, sure. This is the shit that kills Bray Wyatt. This goofy shit they do with his matches. Whether it's the fucking red light, whether it's the fucking worms being projected onto the ring, whether it's this shit, it's this is the shit that makes it impossible to take him seriously. It's it's a fucking joke match. It's a fucking throwaway filler, fucking sponsored. It's Drake and Morty. It's it's everything that a Bray Wyatt character or a character that you want to be scary and unearthly shouldn't be doing this shit. It's a joke match. I heard a similar take. Somebody was like, Bray Wyatt, of all people, should not be doing sponsored matches. Um, I I get that. I get the whole problem I have with that logic is that everything's sponsored nowadays. Literally, we have logos on on team uniforms now. Not the same. So I don't care if he does a fucking Mountain Dew sponsored match. What I care about is what I'm seeing when the bell rings, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. I don't give a fuck if you want to throw a Mountain Dew tagline on it. I care if you want to fucking do cosmic bowling. Do it with The Miz. Don't do it with Bray Wyatt. Because this is the shit, dude. I'm telling you, nobody's taking Bray Wyatt seriously. It, the, the fucking red light shit and the hell in the cell killed the fucking fiend. Like, how many times do we have to do the same thing with this guy, ruin his fucking fan interest, and then wonder what the fuck happened? Well, we're setting him up to fail consistently this shitty fucking story arc that is still at the beginning we haven't even gotten to the fucking middle of this story we're still in the fucking beginning of this story what you wanted the puppets the puppets showed up oh speaking of which we should probably get to what happened after the match so um no the finish of the match so yeah um pat mcafee with the line of the night good thing i changed my pants um that was funny (laughs) for the black light and uh, La Knight essentially gets jobbed out because this was very fucking quick and uh, just get hit with the sister Abigail and was dead. So then they fight some more and they go over and Uncle Howdy is up on the scaffold and 
He apparently had a fight with the ground because he elbow dropped the ground and destroyed the stage. And Ellie Knight was kind of there. <laughs> and there was explosions. There was explosions. The angle that we saw from the next day when the videos were coming out, you could see where the hole was. No, no, no. Where no. they the the angle that we saw it from on this thing was fucking terrible. You could tell he was it's nowhere near. Story. Him. No, yeah. no, yeah, I, I get that. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I just I just mean like where when we got the overhead shot of it, you could see what they were going for. Obviously, they literally missed the mark, yeah. but. No, they um, didn't miss the mark. He landed where he was supposed to land. The camera work sucked. Yeah. Ah. Gotcha. He's not supposed to fucking jump on a guy from 50 feet in the air. That would fucking legitimately hurt somebody. <laughs> right. The, the camera was too high, so you could see L.A. Knight was off to the side when what you should have seen was him. You shouldn't have seen L.A. Knight at all there, honestly. You should have just seen how to yeah. go into that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But again... Add this all in. Add the howdy. Add the miss. Add the fireworks. What about this makes Bray Wyatt look better? He's yeah, cool context. <laughs> he did. Um, there's been a very big divide amongst wrestling fans since Bray's come back, and half of them absolutely hate everything he's been doing, and the other half of them actually enjoy it. So I, I understand Jason's always kind of felt on that other half of everything they've done with Bray Wyatt. But, no, um, no, 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 no. Don't misrepresent what I've said. You, you I've just said, said, oh, this is the same shit that happened with The Fiend, with the red light. This is the same shit that you happened. You said since he came back. Okay. Okay, have so you, we're talking, have The Fiend liked, stuff would be something different. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Okay, have you liked, Do you think they presented The Fiend well? Yeah. You do? The Fiend was over his shit, dude. Are you kidding me? The Fiend wasn't over a shit. He wasn't the the most fucking over guy in the company at one point. At one point when he started. At one started. point. Yes. When he started. And yes. then they did this shit, and what happened to him? It was not the Rollins feud that killed The Fiend. It was the Orton feud that killed The Fiend when they started setting him on fire. It was the progression of dumb shit that they did with the character. This is my entire point, sir. I I argue that the Goldberg feud killed The, the Fiend. But oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but again, we've talked about this. Like, rather than progressing the good parts of the Bray Wyatt story, we give them fucking lightsabers and have them do fucking cosmic bowling matches. And, like, there's nothing about this that's intimidating. There's nothing. Play that drop, by the way. Uh, yeah. What's that? Strike. Nice. Go. <laughs> we keep talking about bowling and you're not dropping it. Absolutely. Give it to me. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I mean, again, we're setting this guy up to fail and we're mm-hmm. going to be sitting here looking in six months at, oh my God, dude, everybody that's feuded with them has been awful feuds. It's been, what was the, what was the name me a good Bray Wyatt feud? John Cena. Hell yeah, John Cena. Really? Because creepy little kids singing the whole world in no, my no. hands was a recent good... John Cena. When they had John Cena go into the funhouse, that was amazing. <laughs> okay, so that one month story arc. I'm talking you, about. Like, you asked a question, I gave you an yeah, answer. Right? <laughs> okay, okay, congratulations. I will give you one of all the programs yeah. he's had was good. I'm not saying I. I never said Fair that enough. that everything he did was good. 
Most right, of we're spending too much time yeah. on this. We do have a lot more shit to talk about. Yeah, most of his stuff hasn't worked for me. And well, since he came back, it hasn't worked for me either because I'm bored. This has taken exactly so fucking point. long. Yeah. Like I said, I, I said but, that repeatedly on the show. All, all but I, you did enjoy his his appearance on Saturday. Yeah, I, 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 right? I can I can enjoy the match while still saying sure. that the storyline is fucking garbage. <laughs> I I do want to see where he ends up at Mania. And how they play that out and where we're going. Because we did get puppets in the background. And if we get like a six-man faction, we had puppets. Cool we that. had puppets four months ago. But then we didn't see puppets. Yes, now we that's the again. problem. So, it's been four months in between those two things. I don't I don't, we'll see. I don't look at this see and I... What is the point of it? You know what I mean? I don't know that there is. I think they have to have something planned for me. I don't Actually, I'll, I'll be interested to see who he's working mania. I think that will be the... I hope not L.A. Knight, because this didn't do him any favors. Listen, no. the, stories, the stories that go around are one of the reasons that they released him in the first place was because Vince found him very hard to work with because he had very specific ideas of what he wanted to do with his character, and a lot of them weren't good. And, I mean, is that what we're seeing now? Cause it's yeah, but isn't like this it. Hunter working with them now? This right, because Hunter agreed to let him write his own storylines yeah. as part of coming back. Okay, Hunter's going to approve it. Control. He's not going to put something on TV that he won't approve. Speaking of creative control. So speaking of storylines that nobody cares about, this next match between the longest reigning uh, black women's champion, Bianca Belair, that had nothing to do with Bianca Belair and everything to do with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> because oh, while man. Bianca retained, which uh, shout out to everyone except for Adrenaline Smathers and Ginger, it was That's all true. about <laughs> it was all about afterwards in the match because we got some creepy creepy derp footage of Alexa Bliss because she's going to be a part of Bray Wyatt stuff. Nobody cares. This match, I hate to say it, this match sucked. It wasn't great. They have no chemistry at all. And and, and I thought the other problem was that I think the crowd spent the whole match waiting for something to happen during the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And nothing happened there because that was the precedent they had told us. You know, Howdy came up and danced in their mat when they were fighting on Raw. And they've been cut the, the logo and she freaks out. They've been doing these things throughout the course of the story. And then you get to the match and nothing happens. It's just a regular wrestling match, which is not Alexa's forte. Yeah, she's not fine right. in there, but she's not going to go out and give you a classic, you know? Yeah. And again, Bianca was inconsequential. She won. She retained. She left. Yeah. Story wasn't and that to, that sorry that to me sort of speaks to the whole Bray Wyatt thing we're talking about. It's so over encompassing, it it swallows up everything around it, and you're sitting there waiting for a payoff that never seems to come. Yeah. We we've been thing with Bianca Ugh, sounds though. like my sex life. Ew. We didn't get any progression here. It was the same fucking shit we've been seeing. Yeah. There was zero progression. I I'm thought not, maybe I'm, Howdy comes out. I thought maybe something, nothing. It's just fucking another video of Alexa. Yeah. Great. Fucking same thing we've been seeing for fucking three months Boring. now. Boring. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I do agree with you on that. My my issue is I thought this was fine for the Rumble, but I thought Bianca had big, big things on the horizon for Mania. And maybe she does. But I think a couple doors closed on Raw, and now I'm kind of like, what are you going to do with Bianca at Mania? Because it shouldn't be Becky. It shouldn't be Bailey. We've already done that. 
It's so who's left for Bianca at Mania? Raquel. Well, A, Asuka, but it's probably going to be a fatal four-way with Bailey and Becky, too. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, having the elimination, <laughs> we're having the Elimination Chamber to decide who gets the shot against her. And, yeah. and, and Raquel is sort of the favorite for that, but I don't know how much she wants. I mean, Raquel could be yeah. interesting. I don't, she surprised me in that match with Charlotte. Raquel... It's going to be Asuka. I, I just... I like Raquel, but I think that those that they're they're not going to match up well. Raquel and Bianca. Didn't they wrestle in NXT? I probably think so. Yeah, I think so. They're far different from when they were in NXT. Yeah, so you could say the same about Gunther. My, my biggest thing person. is Bianca's a face. They're going to want her to go with a strong heel for Mania. That's why I think Oscar makes a ton of sense as she's now evil Oscar. Yeah. Could it be Ronda? No, I don't. No, there. I don't think there's any plans for Ronda to be in. I think. Yeah, I think if there was anything for Ronda, you saw her at the Rumble. Yeah. Got it. No, she's she's probably taking time off again. No, what a fucking tragedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Tell us uh, how you really feel, buddy. So everyone except for... Bur- I, I have many times. <laughs> Everybody except for Bruno, Adrenaline, Fetus, and Smathers get a point for Rhea winning the Women's Rumble. Jackson wound up choosing Michelle McCool. And Jason chose Chelsea Green, which, of course, we will get to in a minute. So... Here we go again. Round two. Fight. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan start things off. And can we just talk about Liv Morgan's outfit? Because goddamn. So... And Rhea's outfit. Yeah. Goddamn. Was... I don't understand how it doesn't happen with her. <laughs> there, was, there was a certain point where yeah. Rhea tried to pull Liv out and completely wedged her. Um, yep. Which was great. That got caught all over Reddit. Yeah, yeah. Rhea, I, again, credit to the fucking to to Sarath. He seems to know how to make gear because somehow she stays in it. Do we know he's still there for sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, whoever's making the gear is doing that damn fucking yeah. Well, you know, doing what whoever, the company's asking for. Whoever's making the gear for the women needs to cool it on the neon because it seemed like there was a faction of 14 people in this match. Yeah. <sighs> There was well. so much of the same colors where it was like, oh, damage control, all, all is kind of dressed alike. But so was See, Candace, and, all that and so shit, was Tegan. <laughs> is this the Mountain Dew match? Yeah, right? There you go. Number three, because she still exists, Dana Brooke. Yay. If they didn't flash the name or the or the Tron and, and she just walked out, would you know who that was? Fuck no. Nope. I su- <laughs> nope. I will I say that she looks hotter than ever, to be honest with you. I mean, does she look better? Sure. Is she still god-awful in the ring? Yes, of course. <laughs> she works hard. Mm, we'll get to god-awful later. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, then, number four, Emma. Which, I wish that they gave her a last name. And I wish that <laughs> she didn't come back as Emma. But, you know, she still looked really good. Emma Dashwood. No, no, no. Well, no, because we can't have... Anyone use their real names? Uh, number five, uh, Shayna Baszler. Yep. Number six. This is going. Isn't that her real name? Shayna Baszler. Isn't ba- that her real name? <laughs> yeah. Number six is Bailey. And then number seven is Bfab. Now, oh. for everything that we said <laughs> about the good attires, whoever thought this was a good idea for Bfab to wear should be fired, because she couldn't fucking move. 
She had like big bird wings on her. Well, no, no, she was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she gets in there, does a couple things, barely can moves, and Rhea eliminates BFAP. So after you gone, yeah. Is this where Michael Cole started taking shots at? Um, well, of course, because, because oh no, he was doing it all night. He dude. was, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if this was the start of it, but <laughs> nope. Uh, apparently, he must have really rubbed Cole the wrong way because he... at one point during the men's rumble, he says something like, oh, "He's flying over the top rope like that fat piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really. I don't know what that guy did to him, but man, he takes every available shot at him he can. <laughs> Maybe he didn't shake his hand one day. Pat, I didn't know you were coming in tonight. Yeah, I caught a late flight. You mean a flight like that fat fucking dollar? Jesus Christ! Oh, he was man. throwing in like these random uh, fucking yeah. things, just tearing them apart. Yep. Entering at number eight, current NXT Women's Champion Roxanne Perez. Ginger. What? Yes. Do you know who this is? <laughs> uh, I still I still read articles and stuff okay. about what's going on. Fair so, yes, I, I know who it is. Okay. All right. Have you checked out Mandy Rose's fan page? It is free this month. Wait. What? <laughs> yeah, MandySax.com. That, that's a lot of material, dude. Yeah. MandySax.com right now is free for the, for the month. Wow. Get on that. Uh... Number nine is Dakota Kai. And not to be outdone. Ooh, almost fell. I'm sorry. Before we continue, <laughs> is it, was it Kai that almost fell running to the ring when she took the corner? I, or was that Knox? I don't remember. Somebody like, stepped wicked awkward it and almost busted Knox their ass. Because immediately. It was either Dakota or it was Knox. Because it's like, oh my God, don't tear your quad. <laughs> And I feel like either Graves or, or Cole said something like that. Yeah, like somebody definitely tripped and, up. Right? And I definitely, yeah. that's why I think it was Knox, because of her history. But That's probably Cole. I, oh, my God, she almost tripped. Not as bad as that fat <laughs> fuck Tom Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> or he, that would have been a great opportunity for, we don't want another Titus O'Neil here. Yeah. Uh, number 10 is the last member of Damage Control, EO Sky. So, with all of Damage Control in there, they proceed to bump Dana Brooke back to obscurity. And then proceed to throw Emma out of the match as well. See you later. And then throw Roxanne Perez out of the match. See you later. See? <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, McAfee was a huge fan of Roxanne Perez's, huh? Yeah. He had no idea who she was, but he was all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no idea. We have these fucking. People. No, no. Yes. Yeah. He was getting all excited, and then Cole's just like, "You, you fucking, fucking mark!" <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, number eleven, <sighs> Natalia. Oh, I bet you were so thrilled. You're you're the person that popped in my head when I heard her music. See, up oh, Troy's gonna be here. thrilled. I will say, I thought it was cool. She came out with the Jimmy Anvil Neidhart hat and the Bret Hart sunglasses. So cool. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> um, I was <laughs> I was surprised that 
Baszler was like, oh, shit, Natalia's back, because I completely forgot that Baszler took her out. I was surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that happened. I was surprised that Shayna Baszler was afraid of Natalia coming out because it's Natalia. And there's no reason why Shayna Baszler should ever be making that face for Natalia coming back. Yes. Like, she was like, huh, huh, huh? It's like, woman, you break people's arms for a living. Like, why are you scared <laughs> of that fucking queef? Like, just kill her. <laughs> yeah. No, instead I think Natalia eliminated her, didn't she? No, no, no. Because, oh, okay. well, first, entering number 12, the fourth member of Damage Control, Candice LeRae. Um, <laughs> she's got the weird hair color. She does, that's what I'm saying, man. And the like outfit kind of matched too. They all fucking were all matchy matchy. Um, no, what happened was Shayna and Natalia were fighting, and then Natalia was on the outside. Shayna puts her in the the Karen Fuda clutch, and then Damage Control dumps Shayna over, which also pulls Natalia with her. Uh, so the two of them got eliminated, which meant. Damage Control eliminated five fucking people in this match together. Yeah. Now, took them six months, the but credit? Damage Control finally looked dominant for a few minutes. Right, yeah. Mm. Uh, then number 13. Until their kryptonite came out. Yeah, we'll get to there. Uh, number 13, Zoe Stark. This was my favorite. Because Michael Cole goes, Corey, tell us about Zoe Stark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's really good at everything she does. Oh, God. Every and tall like, person. Maybe we should get, and this was my favorite part. Maybe we should get Booker out here to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> and Corey goes, do you think Booker has any idea who she is? <laughs> oh, that's great. They were, yeah. For whatever Corey, we're... tell us about it. Tell us about Zoe Stark. Well, she's really good at everything she does. Yeah, you know who's not good at everything he does? That <laughs> fat fuck top dog. <laughs> they were... It, it was It was like the commentators were doing an episode of Twat Magic. They were that fucking mean girlish throughout the entire event. Honestly. Seriously. They, they were just like, like, like... Throwing out insults for pretty much everybody. And it was like... I don't know if it was because of the fact that McAfee brings him to that place or what, but yeah. <laughs> if this shit doesn't end with Top Dollar power bombing Michael Cole from the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> and... Who's a fat fuck now? <laughs> like I, so I, I will say this, and I say this as an announcer. Like, when I'm calling a show, I take it very seriously, even if I don't like a person, because I've had to call matches, and Ginger will tell you this, I've had to call matches with people who I think are horrendous pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, but, when I'm out there, <laughs> but when I'm out there, my job is to put that person over and make them feel like the biggest fucking deal in the world. So for an announcer to go out there and literally spend an entire show shitting on somebody, yep. something happened. Either that's a message from the office being conveyed through Michael Cole, or Top Dollar did something to piss off Michael Cole. Right, exactly. I, I think it's the former. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Could be both. Could be. But that's the thing. This isn't just an announcer. This is a guy who's got some some cachet in the fucking business. <laughs> yeah. He's been there for 30 fucking years. So if it was just a slight against Cole, he absolutely would go on air and do that. And nobody's going to say shit to him. He's been there for fucking... He's like the Gorilla Monsoon of of modern wrestling. Number 14 is Xia Lee. Somehow, Xia Lee made it out of this match without injuring anybody. 
Although I thought she kicked someone in the face really, really hard. Yeah, pretty much everybody that was in the goddamn ring. Yeah, well, (laughs) for sure, Rhea took a little damage from it. It was real. Rhea was beat the fuck up after this match. But, so Xylee comes out um, with Donatella's staff. And for whatever reason, the (laughs) the referee, like, stops her and grabs it from her. And I'm just, I was like... Wait, it's no. Right. It's like a no dequeef. De- de- why are you doing? Why are you pulling that away from her? No dequeef. De- we li- no. we literally had Elias walk in with a guitar and slam it over over Guther's yeah. back, but Zaylee's yep. staff is just like, no, 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 can't do that. They're like, no, uh, uh-uh, we're not doing that again. Yeah. Hey, only normal wrestling weapons allowed. We okay, already did that. Steel spot. chair over there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. We learned from Steve Blackman. You know, you're not allowed to bring in any actual weapons. <laughs> Uh, so, at this point, Candice LeRae's like, I'm going to go up top of the ropes, because that's a smart thing to do. And she gets eliminated by your sky. <laughs> yeah. Number 15. Becky. Lee's entrance was very much, oh yeah, she still has a job. Yeah. 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 Becky Lynch arrives at number 15, and of course goes right up to damage control. They fight for a little bit, they actually go to the outside and, uh, like, throw her into the barricade and shit like that. And number 16, Tegan Knox. Now, I love me some Tegan Knox. I do. Okay? It is... Ne- it has never been a good nickname of her that she is the girl with the shiniest wizard. It is far worse when three guys who have no idea who she is try to determine why she's called that. <laughs> because... <laughs> First of all, I have always made the connection of Shiniest Wizard being a, a uh, vagina joke. But then you've got McAfee being like, well, what's what's shiny about it? <laughs> Cole's just like, no, no, she does does the best shining wizard. He's like, okay, what's that? <laughs> and then she actually did the move, and they're just like, there, there, she, t- she did the shiny wizard. And he's just like, cool. Who's coming out next? <laughs> like... Something that piece of shit Top Dollar <laughs> <Yeah>. can't do. <laughs> now, Pat, now, Pat, I know why we call Top Dollar a fat fuck. Why do we call her the shiniest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, number 17, Asuka arrives. Asuka arrives with an amazing fucking Japanese mask over her face. Yes. And she comes walking down. And obviously this is the, the first time we've sort of seen her back because she's been gone for for a little bit after taking off the makeup. She removes the mask, and she finally has new makeup because Asuka the Murder Clown is back. Huge pop. Oh, I loved it. Everyone in the crowd yeah, fucking loved it. And I know it. that that crowd, I know that crowd at Rumble is, is a little bit more snarky, a little bit more, you know, they think they're in the know. They, they, they're... The, the IWC more than other crowds. But in the age that you can look up anything on the internet, I do genuinely, genuinely feel like a lot of people knew, like, the ref, you know, yeah. her putting that makeup on, like, knew what it was all about. But even... I texted... Okay. I, I, I sent Troy a DM on Discord as I was watching the Rumble a couple of days late, and I just wrote, so, so did you cream your jeans when Asuka came out? <laughs> the, the, respo- the response I got, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because even <laughs> even if you don't know the that history, that response has less charisma than that fat piece of shit, Bob Dollar. <laughs> nice. Uh. 
<laughs> yeah, even even if you don't know the whole like murder clown stuff whatever that, just the fact that she came out with a new face paint is enough for you to get excited for it, you know? Sure. Badass paint too. Yeah. Yeah, badass definitely. Yeah. Um so after she gets in um she proceeds to throw Tegan Knox right out of the match. And then Bye-bye. <laughs> entering at number 18, Piper Niven. Yay. Which, if she, her normal name is bad. Yeah, so Piper Niven comes out. Everybody knows who this is. Everybody knows this was Dewdrop. What we didn't need was five minutes of the of the announcers making Dewdrop jokes, which is exactly what we got. It was just Terrible. like, looks like she's due to drop some people out of this match. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey Pat, did you like the way she dropped Zaylee on her head? I do, Michael Cole. I do, I do, I do. Hey, you know, when that fat fuck Todd Dollar tries to jump over the top rope, you know what he does? He do drop, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he, he do drop for sure. Um, do, you think they, do you think they took a shot or a couple shots before this match? Because they seemed extra, like, I don't know, the, the announcers, I mean. Like, it was. Think of spending years with Vince in your ear criticizing your every fucking yep. word. Mm-hmm. And then and you it's, don't. It's like a kid who just gets his first little taste of freedom as a teenager. Yeah. That like, It felt that, like that, a bunch of teenagers calling yeah, this match. They're going to immediately push the envelope. You want to know why? Because they're having fun doing it. Yeah. Sure. And, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? The, you know who is just... not having fun? <laughs> <laughs> or anyone else that they decided to make fun of that night. <sighs> nice. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if McAfee was like, hey, guys, I got, I got this bottle here. I yeah. snuck it out here. They, they couldn't even check me. Nice. You guys want, you guys want one of these weed gummies? Probably. They were probably kicking in about that time, because I think we were about three hours into the hey, show. Hey, that's hey, hey, that's how Jim Ross does all his commentary these days, all right? <laughs> Jim Ross just pops up Viagra and does all of his commentary. Number 19 is Tamina. Yay. Oh, she's still employed. <sighs> and we got the obligatory nobody Mina than Tamina. It's not a... Delivered it. It's not a good line. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. That Cole was like, apparently there is no one meaner than Tamina, and yeah, Cole was like, "Don't hit me with your grammar." Yeah. <laughs> and then making her grand redebut, number twenty, Chelsea Green, who proceeds oh, and she epic, epic performance. Yes, hundred percent. Chelsea Green proceeds to run into the ring. Rhea grabs her by the hair and throws her right out of the match, setting a new Rumble record. Of four seconds for a woman. Fuck you, Zack Ryder. So, good thing that Chelsea Green returned to be a fucking loser again. <laughs> In case you forgot, this girl sucks. We're going to remind you. Uh, bull- no, no, I'm calling bullshit on that. Because here's the thing. There were fucking 28, 29 other people who fucking had just went out there and worked a little bit yeah. and got thrown out of no consequence. Her elimination stood out, right? Yeah. So we got to Monday. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> so. Where they developed her character more? Yeah. yeah, they developed her character. It's a bit. So 
Chelsea Green. It's a terrible character. Chelsea Green is, is. Let her. Let's see what she does with it before. This sure. is the fucking problem. We fucking condemn things five seconds. This is after our. In, it. This is our reintroduction to Chelsea Green. Oh, we're we're gonna give Bray Wyatt eight months of shit to tell his story. She gets four seconds in the Rumble and one segment she, on Raw. No, you want to complain about booking? This is a brand new person that you just have brought back, and in two nights you have you have. Elip- a made her the fastest it. person to be eliminated from the women's rumble, and on the second night she has a generic uh, "I'm rich and I I need fancy things" gimmick. All She's of which I love it. feeds into her gimmick. Yeah. No, Bailey's a Karen. There's a big difference. No, 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 no. no. She said, "Are you the manager?" Yeah, no. Right. She she put, she put on Twitter, "I'm not. My name's not Karen, but I do want to speak to your manager." And she has done a lot of Karen jokes on there. Chelsea Green to me is one of those one of those wrestlers where they they hit on a gimmick at one point in time with the the hot mess Laurel Von Ness and then couldn't do that anymore and has just spent years trying to find something new and failing miserably at everything. But we'll see. Maybe maybe Karen Wrestler is what it is. Unfortunately, next week she's gonna break her wrist again. So. Probably. Yeah, I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> yeah. So then, after she gets... When she's in the hallway, when that fat fuck top dollar <laughs> falls down and lands on top of us. Yeah. So then we get the eliminations hot and fucking heavy. Because Becky Lynch uh, remembers that she's in the match, proceeds to eliminate Kai and Sky, and then Bailey eliminates Becky Lynch. And then Liv Morgan eliminates Bailey. Which, sure, that works. So and then Bailey landed right in front of Becky, who proceeds to beat the shit out of her, which that part I loved. <laughs> it's it's kind of sad because I I loves me some Becky Lynch, but I cheered when she got eliminated okay. because I yeah, well yeah I can see that. I did not want to see her win another Rumble. So again, I love Becky Lynch. This Becky and Bailey thing hasn't been great, but you know. The matches will be good once we actually get to them and don't cut them for time. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But number 21, <laughs> Zelina Vega arrives, but it's not really Zelina Vega. It's apparently... Fuck, I wrote this down, but now I, I forgot it. Uh, she's a character from the new Street Fighter game. I want to say Jinx or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. But she's dressed up as a character from Street Fighter. All that mattered was that ass in those pants. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> first, first of all, they did a great thing with the top, with making it like she's she's wearing a full on like long sleeve shirt, but because it's the same tone as her skin, it just looks like she's fucking bare chest with like tape on her titties. So that was cool. But she comes out and proceeds to then do like the signature moves of the of the character from Street Fighter and eliminate Zia Lee, who's also doing Street Fighter moves. So that happened. <laughs> and the announcers were going, Hadouken! Yeah, that was bad. Uh, yeah, they, they shit all over it. Because they were, yeah, they were just sitting there going, Hadouken! Hadouken! Yeah, they were making jokes about it the whole time. And it's like, that's probably where if Vince was still in charge. He'd be like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> because... <laughs> Like, Street Fighter paid you guys some money for this, and, like, Zelina Vega is 
the guest commentator on the Street Fighter game because apparently that's a thing. Oh, cut that shit and start talking about what a fat fuck talk yeah, exactly. again. Uh, entering at number 22 is Raquel Rodriguez. Then who they recalled Raquel Gonzalez? Corey did at one point. I mean, well, yeah. when he was with NXT, she was. Yeah, it's not right. wrong. <laughs> number twenty-three, Mishin Yim arrives. Number twenty-four, Jason's favorite wrestler, Lacey Evans. And then number twenty-five, because we can't go a fucking year without her being in it, Michelle McCool. Who is sitting at ringside has her music play. I kind of enjoyed that. I thought it was something a little different. Yeah, I mean, I like it. it was something a little bit different. Plus, they're in Texas. She lives there. I I get that, but this woman has been in every single Rumble and gets an elimination in every single Rumble too. She's actually she's also, better than. Ha- <laughs> yeah, she's really good. She retired very young, no. so she's still within. It's not like they brought Tara out there, or fucking or the Victoria or whoever. I will say, no, Brock, no, I, I have no issue with Michelle McCool. Um, Canon-wise, why is somebody who bought a ticket to the show all of a sudden in the match? Like, did she get a phone call from Talent Relations she's the a, show? Because she's a necrophiliac. Uh, so, <laughs> my one, wow. my one hope for that was that the the family that she was sitting with didn't know that it was going to happen. I will say, at least the elimination that she got was Tamina. <laughs> yep, there it is. Number 26 is Indy Hartwell. Sweet pussy. Impressive. <laughs> and then number 27 is Sony Deville. And she comes in and takes out Zoe Stark. I don't know, didn't know they had a problem with each other, but apparently they, she just made a beeline for her. Well, the good news is at that point, the announcers were off the hook for trying to figure out who she was. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, then Lacey eliminates Selena Vega. Uh, which was a bummer. Yes. Instant heel heat. Yep. Uh, number 28, Shotzi. And she managed to not kill anybody either. Or herself. Yep. She got a she big tank. Fucking sat, she should have sat in the fucking highway picking people off with the tank. Yeah. That's what she should have done. She got a big tank. Yep. Uh, Sonia then eliminates Indy Hartwell. So Ooh. that was fucking quick. <laughs> Uh, how did uh, Sonya Deville get that nasty gash above her eye? Asuka. Okay. So during during the match, Asuka kicks her in the face. She goes yes. down, and then you can see uh, yes. Raquel and somebody else crawl over to her, and they're like checking. Oh, her. it was um, it was uh, Piper. Yeah, the two of them crawl over to her, and yeah. you can see them Wait. checking on them. I thought the camera cut to her as she was blading. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's a day. Oh, no, 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 that was a different show. Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Um, so, number 29 is Nikki Cross. And hey, Sanity, Nikki Cross. Yeah. Ultimate Warriors that wait to the ring, and that's a long yeah. run. It was a yeah. long run, yeah. And then... Like, oh, my God, blown up before I get there. Entering at number 30 is Nia Jax. And they botched that shit. So look at my eyeball. So the music hits. The countdown comes on the screen as the music hits. I was like, "Whoops!" Wait, I thought that was that fat fuck Todd Dolla in a wig. What the fuck? Close nope. <laughs> enough. Nope. 
the other thing with Nia Jax is the only weight that she's encountered has been the weight for her fucking Dunkin' Donuts because, holy shit, she did not do anything to make herself look better. Uh, motherfucker, you're on the screen with four people from New England. Don't be shitting on Dunkin' Donuts. I was right? not shitting on Dunkin' Donuts. I was shitting <laughs> on the fact that she is, like, twice the size as when she left. Hey, he was shitting on the fact that she got fatter, all right? Yeah. And second, not as fat as that fat fuck. <laughs> sure about that? Yeah. Way too riddled for that joke. So, uh, so Nia Fats walks over and Rhea tries to riptide her, but she's so fucking fat that she can't get her up. Dude. Well, she tried to body slam her and she just tried to body fucking, slam her. Yeah. And that's what made me think that Nia was sandbagging her. I'm like, oh, we're already off to a great start. It, it, but it's like, no, no, she's just that fat. She's, she's just that out of shape. Um, but then and, uh, 11 fucking people eliminate Riot Jax. Not upset yes. about that. No. <laughs> it's a good way to use her. You know her coming back. I'm glad back. she wasn't like final two or anything like that. No, so. no, you know her coming back is gonna get heat, and having everybody get her out is a great fucking moment for the crowd to be like, "Fine, that." For those of you, for those of you listening at home, Jesus. For those of you listening at home, eleven, not an exaggeration. No, no, that's the actual number. No, no. Yeah. So she set a record. Uh, then the most weight in the ring in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez takes uh, Lacey Evans out of the match. Um, and this is the time that Asuka kicks Sonia, and then she gets picked up and dumped out of the match. Which, again, if you haven't seen it, don't look for it, because... <laughs> uh, Rhea then gets up and shoves the cool. And then uh, Mia Yim hits an eat defeat on Shotzi while she's uh, over the top rope and eliminates her. And, then and Shotzi went, oh, me chin. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and then Piper Niven throws Mia Yim out. And then uh, Raquel kicks Piper Niven out of the match. And then Ripley throws Raquel Rodriguez out of the match. So I I had done the math and I'm like I was like well if Raquel eliminates every single person in this match, uh, then she'll then then a bunch of us will get a point, and instead it was like oh no she's gone <laughs> never mind. Uh, then we get Liv out of nowhere is able to eliminate Nikki Cross. So we're down to Liv Morgan, Asuka, and Rhea Ripley. And this is also, I found it very annoying that the announcers kept talking about Liv Morgan asked to be number one in the Rumble, and here she is number two. Like that—that's not how this is supposed to work. Right. Like, why wouldn't you just ask to be number thirty then, if that's how this shit goes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is what I mentioned with the with the last one, where uh, with the men we got like a match at the end of this, whereas the women tend to do this, where the last elimination is like directly after the. <laughs> Second to last elimination. So we get. I feel like it's always with two, the last two women on the fucking apron, like yeah. that Nikki Bella Oscar one. Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah. So I, I enjoyed this though because it was three people and they thought yeah. of a decent way to get them all yeah. to the sure, outside. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it was definitely different. You don't see three women on the edge of the apron. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, and I, I did like how they got to the finish. Yeah. I lo- yeah. Again, I don't know how uh, Japanese people wind up getting the mist in their mouth because I almost never catch it when it happens. But Asuka Mystical. Yeah, spits the mist <laughs> towards Ripley, but she ducks and instead gets live with it. And then Ripley kicks Asuka and eliminates her from the match. 619, that's what she did. Yeah. It's also, also, it's a capsule in the boot that they just throw. In I the know, mouth. but that's what I'm saying is I never see them grab it and put it in the mouth. Like they, they're, just, they're really good you know, about. You don't it. usually, unless you're watching AEW, you don't usually see them get the gig out. That's either, true. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's twice now with that motherfucker too that that we literally watched him live take a fucking thing. Yeah, out. Well, that, first off, that, what kind of fucking asshole does it sitting in the corner in the ring? Like you're supposed to be like on out the, on the floor, the floor or like near the under the skirt. Yeah, practically. Yeah, I get that. Also, um, but I do blame the cameraman for that shit because well, that that you don't put that. You have an no, out. You, you have the camera. It's not, no, it's, well, it's, it's not the it's camera. Man, it's the producer, it's the producer yeah. who yeah. cut yeah. to that camera. Right. That, but that's what I mean. You could have kept the shot on Hangman. So it is, yeah, the producer who who directed them to cut to Moxley right at that moment. But also, you gigged the wrong side, but dumbass. But it's not just Mox. We've also we've also seen Jericho. Yeah, gig. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. as well. Yeah, you you gigged the wrong side because Hangman punched him on the right side and he started bleeding. Or Hangman punched him on the wrong side. I don't Possibly. Know. Who gives a shit? It was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Ripley. <clears throat> Gets gets hit with a codebreaker, and then they're like, and Liv can't see at this point, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, like concept at this moment yeah. in the match. So then Liv tries to get Rhea out, and instead, Liv fucking hurricane runs her right off the fucking side of the ropes and wins the match. So Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley from number one yeah. to the Royal Rumble winner. So yet again, we had number one and number two last until the end. I think that's happened before. Yep. 95. Yeah. Yep, Bulldog and Sean. Yep. yep. But yeah, either way, Rhea Ripley wins it and then challenges Charlotte on Raw, which has a lot, uh, which which you guys talked about last week as being a very good possibility and it's going to be a very good match and there's a lot of history there, obviously, because, you know, Rhea... Going back and forth with the NXT title, going with the fact that Rhea lost the title to Charlotte, you know, it's, there's a lot there. So I'm I'm looking forward to that match. I'm looking forward to the promo battles between these two because Rhea is somebody who's not going to take Charlotte shit, which is good. So yeah. <clears throat> hey, ready for to, this? They'll be able to wind this back. They'll they'll be doing it in front of a crowd this time, which is good. So I I, I will admit, and this is rare. I will admit that I was wrong. And Jason was. Why is correct. it rare? You just you did it an hour ago. Because I like the story that they're telling, and they're they're diving into their history. Rhea's like, I came out there and I challenged you a few years ago, because she was she was the NXT champion. She was like Charlotte, pick me, and then Charlotte beat her. Um, and you can tell the story of, of it took Rhea this long to get back to that moment at WrestleMania. So th- this is really good, and I'm looking forward to it. So, overall, all the compliments we gave the Men's Royal Rumble become a glaring issue for me in the Women's Royal Rumble. And what I mean by that is, think back to when we were talking about the Men's Royal Rumble. We kept talking about, oh, yeah, that was a nice little callback to 
Seth and Lo- uh, Seth and uh, Edge, and that was a nice little callback to this program and that program. And and with the women, there just isn't that because they that it just sort of shows that they haven't put enough time and attention and seventy percent of this roster for you to give a shit about them. Short of Rhea, Becky, Bailey, there was Liv. nobody. Yeah, maybe a little bit of Liv, but even even her, I think her star is pretty well faded at this point. Um, but aside from them, I mean, there wasn't really a lot to this thing. There weren't storylines. There weren't callbacks. There weren't. It was very formulaic. It was very paint by numbers. And I liked the finish. I did. I thought the right person won. I liked the finishing sequence. But other than that, not a whole lot here. And you yeah. can tell, and you can tell by the fact that the same two people that started paced everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and the other part for me, the other part, the other failure of booking here is when you get to the end and it's Asuka, it's Liv, and it's Rhea, I know who's winning that. Yeah. Right. This is why, to me, if you book this, you got to book a final four of like Becky and Bailey and Rhea and Asuka. And now I've got four legit women who I could make a case for winning that match. And I don't know which way you're going. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. That year that it was the 40-man rumble, and the last two were Alberto Del Rio and Santino Morella. I thought Santino really had a shot. (laughs) By the way, can we also point out that they've now gone to records for, quote-unquote, classic Royal Rumble matches so that they can eliminate everything from the greatest Royal Rumble? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know how I feel about both matches having the number one last all the way till the end. I think mm, I don't sure. think you should do that on the same night. Mm. But I'm glad that Rhea did it because it just it showed how dominant she can be from number one to winning the fucking thing. That was a good sh- that was one of the best women's performances I've ever seen in a rumble. Yeah, and she needed it. Because obviously she's yeah. just kind of with the Judgment Day, not doing any wrestling. So, all right, that brings us to our main event, and everybody except for Adrenaline and Zach get a point for Roman retaining, which means with one point, Adrenaline my soul, two points, Zach P, three points, uh, Smathers, Ginger, and uh, Dicko Loco. Four points, Adam, Jord, Fetus, and Bruno, with five points. No, I got five points. <laughs> that, that doesn't count in this. Uh, with five points, Sal and myself and Dr. Glashen. With six points, Jason. And with a perfect seven out of seven, Jackson. Nice. Very smart household we have over here. Yeah. Too bad your wife doesn't do this anymore. Yeah, well, she just forgets. Yeah, that's all right. So, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. And, of course, we know that we're going to be talking more about the aftermath of this match than the match itself. But, um, a couple of things that I really liked. Obviously, the crowd chanting Sammy Uso, and then Owens sort of just kind of looking over and smirking at, at the crowd doing that, and looking at Roman and going, like, they don't care about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like Sammy, kind of like enjoying it, but also like I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't say anything. Um. Yeah, a lot of a lot of finisher kickouts in this one. You know, a lot of spears and kicked out. Superman punches getting kicked out. Um. 
was good to see a ref bump. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen those personally for a little while. Yeah, I feel like that's I I loved the storytelling they did towards the end of this match. I mean, yeah. after the ref bump. Um, the ref bump just bugged me, though, because Kevin, Kevin Owens gets sent into the referee to knock the referee out of the ring and then hits a pop-up powerbomb and goes for a pin. Like, you, ju- you just knocked him out of the... You know he's not in the ring. Why are you going for a cover right now? <sighs> yeah. But I did like that Roman called for a chair and you and just the fucking performance of Sammy, like hesitating but trying to act like he didn't hear him and then he was like oh you, you told me to stand still and, and not move and he's like i'm telling you to get a fucking chair yeah. so the fucking anyone else see the the speculation that whatever they had to put on the ropes to make uh them glow for the bray wyatt match was why kevin owen slipped off on that moonsault attempt uh, maybe, but I don't know. It didn't. It didn't seem to get mattered for the women's rumble. I didn't see anyone slip right. on there. Um, yeah, no, no, no. He caught his foot. Yeah, he had a lot of problems though. That wasn't the first time that his foot kind of like slipped off while he was trying for it. But yeah, there was a point where he tried to do the like double jump moonsault and completely fucking falls on the ground. But credit to Roman for realizing that it happens and like instantly running over to him and like fucking grabbing him to be like, I'm taking advantage of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know he was most likely also being like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> you good? You good, bud? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, he gets slammed fucking... Right now, Corey, we're gonna go to that fat fuck top dollar replay of the match. <laughs> yep. Uh, Roman, <laughs> Roman proceeds to slam Owens into the steel steps twice. Oh my Holy god! Shit. Oh Jesus! Awesome. That first one looked horrible. Both of them. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, the back of his head just slamming off the step. Yeah. Insert Jim Ross. Well, they know how to fall, King. <laughs> <laughs> there is zero way to do that without that shit. No. Bad. No. I don't. I don't care if that shit's made out of aluminum or what it's made out of. You're landing your full weight onto a fucking step. And your head is landing on the corner of the stairs. Yeah. That dude's back has got to be, like, fucking adamantium at this point. Because <laughs> Oh, he'll be mankind when he <laughs> retires. It's fine. He'll be just like yeah. Um So... No, that was, that was so fucking vicious. So by the, by the 14th spear, Roman Reigns is able to put away Owens and beat him. So are we ready to go to the post-match? <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. So after the match, um, Jay comes up, puts lays on everybody, uh, tries to put one on Zane, and Reigns is like, ah, uh, we're not done here. We're not done here. So that was good though, because that was the that was like the gimmick, right? Like if he passed the last test, then you mm-hmm. know he'll be officially officially part of the bloodline. And all right, here we got we got a lay for you, and then yep. uh, oh, uh, not just yet. Uh, yep. We're not done. So. Um, the Usos hit the 1D on him, uh, then they, they put a chair over his head, and Solo hits the fucking Rikishi bump into him. Solo Solo riddles him. I think that's the new vibe, oh, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, and then... So, solo got him high? 
That's what I was thinking too, but I was just moving past it because it's late. Uh, Paul Heyman <laughs> pulls out some fucking fuzzy handcuffs, and they proceed to <laughs> handcuff both of Owen's arms to the ropes. I thought okay, Jimmy and Jay were being arrested again. Yeah. At this point, Roman asks for the handcuffs, and Heyman being Paul Heyman and being fucking. Yes, my tribal chief. Yep. I have not only one pair of handcuffs for you, my tribal chief, but I come prepared with two. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anybody get mankind vibes at this point, where where Owens just kept eating those super kegs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Between that and the and the stair bump, I was like, this is. I mean. He's putting on a performance, but I'm not sure it's one that he's going to remember. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Usos lay some super kicks into him. And then Reigns grabs a chair, and he is about to finish off the mankinding, and then Sami Zayn steps in front of him. Well, before that, nope, there's nothing Reigns before is that. screaming. <laughs> yes, Re- Reigns is, is yelling at Owens, and he's like... This is Sammy Uso. So at that point, he's ready to accept Sammy into his family. And he's like, you don't mess with my family. This is what happens when you mess with my family. Uh, Yeah. And then he he winds up and get the fucking moment of the year. So he stands in front of him and he tells him, no, 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 man. This is beneath you, man. Like, Kevin's done. He's he's fucking toast. Like, you don't need to do this. And then Roman's like, oh, you're right. You do it. He fucking hands the chair to Sammy, and Sammy's like, "I don't want to, I don't, I don't want that." So, Heyman's over there yelling like, "This is your purpose, do your job, Shmooly, yeah, Shmooly, yeah, do it, Shmooly." So, Zane takes a chair, and then he hesitates, and Reigns, of course. Gets in his face and he's like, "Are you crying? So crying in the bloodline?" No, no. Heyman yells, "He's crying!" My oh, okay, chief. that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um. You crying? Yeah. Motherfucker, crying. <laughs> so then again, this is where that amazing storytelling, amazing antic goes. Roman shoves Zane a couple times, and Zane has a moment where he gets back in Roman's face, and then backs. Down. And then backs away. Yeah, where you're like, ah, oh, ah, oh. oh. Like, his brain, like, went on autopilot for a minute. Then was like, no, 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 don't do it. So then Roman turns around. Nope, 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 because there's one more great line oh. in this whole thing. Yeah. Because at one point Roman looks at him and goes, I put food on the table. You want to go do jackass yes. shit? Go ahead. So then, apparently, as we all know, Roman's kryptonite is getting chair-shotted to the back. Sammy then <laughs> hits Roman. Uh, in the- uh, uh, nut shots. Well, that's Brock Lesnar's. But that shots yeah. chair shot. Yet again, <clears throat> Sam, er, Roman gets hit in the back with a chair, this time by Sami Zayn. So he hits Roman, and the whole time I'm just like, Sammy, you need to go. Like, <laughs> there's more than one. You need guy. to get the yeah. fuck out of there. But that was more of the great stories. That he felt so bad yeah. that he immediately almost had to turn and like almost apologize to the Usos. Yeah. He didn't. No, no, he did not. He turned around. And he was like, "Yeah, I did that." No, yeah. he turned around and gave him the look like, I, I, "Yeah, I, I had to." Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, so Jimmy super kicked. It was, it was a sheepish look he was giving them. Yeah. So Jimmy super kicks okay. him. It looked like a defiant look, but that's yeah. fine. Solo yeah. starts kicking the shit out of him. Uh, Roman 
gets up and obviously oh jimmy the first one up who used to be his jimmy dog. kicked him first yeah jimmy kicked him yeah yep, solo gets jimmy him fucking was like fuck you yeah. dude and then as roman is like all right we need to all beat the shit out of sammy he's fucking done jay looks them and then just fucking leaves <laughs> nope nope again you missed another thing in there Go ahead, um, because you, as what you do? I keep missing these things. Go ahead. <laughs> well, as they're beating the shit out of him, Jimmy's like looking at Jay. He's like, "You think that's your brother? That's not your brother. I'm your brother." <clears throat> so. so yeah, so Jay leaves. Obviously, con- and, not conflicted. And Jay kept his head down the whole time, yeah. and it wasn't until Roman turned and looked at him that he dropped out of the ring and yeah. left. Mm-hmm. So they tear off the honorary U shirt. And at this point, the crowd starts chanting, fuck you, Roman. <laughs> it's it's wrestling porn, it really it is. It was. It really is. And it was like it was like that was that wasn't like the old like when Roman Reigns was a face and people used to chant that at him or you can't wrestle right. it. This was like you visceral fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like that guy was yeah. so this, good to you. <laughs> this was complete circle from the twenty fifteen Royal Rumble. Yeah where Roman wanted as a face and the Philly crowd was chanting, fuck you Roman at him because they didn't want to see him win it. This was what it was supposed to be. Um, like when you, when you want a crowd chanting that is when you get that visceral fucking heat. It's fucking nuclear. heat, dude. It was nuclear. It absolutely was. So, um, the closest thing Roman's got to that was the night after he beat The Undertaker. Yes. Where he just yep. stood in the ring and got booed for two yeah, straight right. minutes and said nothing. <laughs> so Jimmy hands him the lay and he rips the flowers off of it, spreads it all over fucking Sammy's body. And then they leave, leaving Sammy dead and Kevin still fucking tied up to the ropes. So the show goes off the air there. There was video of it afterwards where they unhandcuffed Kevin, and he immediately rolls over to Sammy and, like, kind of comforts him, but Sammy is, like, so fucking shell-shocked that he can't even... He doesn't even realize that anyone's near him. More just great, like, storytelling for the fucking crowd. But, yeah. So, on the bump, um, which I know... Was, none of... was it like when, when Kingston fatted all over Moxley at the end of the... <laughs> yes. It was exactly that. There's almost as much heat as that fat fuck Top Dollar got when he didn't get over the top rope. I mean, um, let's be honest here. This no, this on... this would have been better if everybody bladed and everybody bled all over the ring for the final match. <laughs> right. right. And there was part uh, yeah. But the um on the bump, Cody was interviewed this week. Uh, and he made a point to talk about how there was a line of like ten guys that wanted to come out and help but weren't allowed to. Which Sort of a flimsy thing, but at least there was some thought to why the fuck is nobody coming out to help Sammy and fucking yeah. Kevin. Uh, so at least they're trying to fill in that hole a little bit. But, dude, listen, I can be as critical as anybody else about this company and some of the booking decisions and some of the things they do. And I, I'm on the Internet and I hear all of the, you know, AEW is the place and blah, blah, blah. And. AEW just can't do this. Uh, no, they can't. No, sir. Uh, Sammy and and, uh, and and Kevin watched all of the BTE episodes and were just doing all of the storylines that they talked about there, just without any of the subtle nuances that the Bucks and Kenny had from it. 
Uh, they have. I mean, Sam, Sammy, Sammy and Kevin have been in some of the BTE episodes, <laughs> but that's not what's Sammy. Um, but no, this is just a level of storytelling that they can't do yet, at least. Maybe somewhere down the road they will. But the ability to affect this type of emotion from your audience, it's a credit to the writers because this is a essentially a two-year-long storyline. If you go back to the Jay and Roman story and now how that's sort of coming back a little bit too um, for a yeah, weird mention. I heard a, a, a kind of a, a theory on, a, on another podcast was like Jay was looking at it as, you know, Sammy was able to do what he was never able to do when he was the right hand. Yeah. yeah. So. And Jay actually went on his social media and put a picture of him versus Roman and said time to run it back or something like that. Well, there you go. Um, but, but that's what I'm saying. So this story <laughs> arc over the Sammy, Sammy put a picture on his Twitter of all his, all his, uh, yes. bloodline pictures oh, out by yeah. the dumpster. Oh, by the dumpster. Yeah. Oh, I, I, but, I hate that piece of shit, but I did laugh at Dan House and being like, I'm going to go live through your, your garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that at least was funny. What does top, what does top dollar have to do with Dan House? Uh, what? <laughs> Cause he's garbage. Oh. You said I hate this piece of shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Right. I hate Dan Housen, but um, not as much as that piece of shit, Top Dog. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but no, this this level of storytelling to be able to I, I know I know some people had two years worth of storylines written in notebooks, but this is literally, legitimately a two year storyline, and we're still not even at the culmination of this storyline. No. Think of how many people have been bettered by this storyline. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Jimmy and Jay, Solo, I, Paul Heyman is better speaking, now. Speaking than- of which, how much of this was tactically by design and how much of it was this is the direction they took because of the amazing performances of Sami since the summer? Sammy's well, I mean, for every every story everyone's told is that Sammy's thing was supposed to be like a three week yeah. mini story arc, but there it you just, go. but you know, but that so I mean, it, it, look, it was a, look, a perfect look. storm of, of good booking, good writing, right, and lightning re- in a bottle, and recognizing what was happening and adjusting your plans to fit yep. and make something huge out of something that was supposed to be a throwaway. Yep. Um. Look, fuck the both but, of you. We know that Tony Khan is the only one capable of long-term storytelling right. in professional wrestling. But and I know we joke about it all the time, but anybody who can sit there and watch this storyline and give Booker of the Year to anybody else than the person who booked this, right. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is the best storyline I've seen in wrestling in a decade, at least. Um and the perform it was the right performers at the right time with the right fans with the everything was perfect here, and we're not even done yet. I the the emotional moment when Sammy and Kevin get back together, and there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a stretch I think here where Kevin doesn't trust Sammy still. Yeah. Of course not, of course. And even though Sammy was the one that sort of tried to save him, we're gonna go into elimination chamber probably with Sammy versus Roman as the main event. Sammy's going to be the most over motherfucker in this company. Mm-hmm. They're going to attack him. He's going to lose. The bloodline's going to kick the shit out of him. 
what now Jay's involvement is sort of a curveball. I don't know that I expected Jay's reaction, which is nice because yeah, there's still that an was element a of this very surprising curveball. Right, because there's an element of this that doesn't follow the formula that I think we all saw coming. So we're all right. very curious now. There's still something that I don't know where they're going to go with this, oh. and that's fantastic. Um, well, that's been the, that's been the, the thing, right? It's like everyone's saying, ah, oh, well, it's going to be that Roman beats him, and then Kevin and Sammy are going to beat the Usos for the title. It's like yeah, everybody's well, thinking think that. Of how many outs? But how think how do you get there now? <laughs> yeah, right. Think of how many outs they've given themselves. You could make a legitimate case where they decide that Sami Zayn and Jey Uso are the tag team champions. Right. I got a better one for you. You could make a legitimate case where Jimmy has to defend the titles by himself, and that's how they lose one of the belts and they separate right. them. Sure. There are all sorts of options coming out of this that weren't there before that are so entertaining and I can't wait to see where they go with it. And I haven't felt this way about a wrestling storyline probably since God, the NWO days, maybe you could also, you could also do um, the case where Jimmy doubts it for a little bit, but ultimately he he sides with Roman because that's the tribal chief. And he turns on Sammy too. Like, and I think that's going to happen. We could have Jimmy versus Jay at some point. Jay might be Jay may be in Sammy's corner at Elimination Chamber, turn on him, and that's when Owens comes out and they have the big, you know, handshake moment and whatever. Um, hopefully they do the. Mm, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it's it's amazing storytelling and hats off. It, it's it's the best thing, and it, it when pro wrestling does this, it's at its absolute best. Now speaking of one of the best storylines we've seen in a long time, um, there's some controversy on. If that's what they wanted, because one of the big rumors going around this week before the Rumble was that The Rock was going to show up at the Rumble. And of course, for a year, everybody's been talking about The Rock fighting Roman at Mania. Now there's some doubt in that. And I don't know if the WWE would ultimately have wanted Rock for Mania. I'm sure he sells tickets, but... Do we think we're not going to get Rock anymore at Mania? I mean, Cody's got the match. There's two nights. You've always that booked Roman's it that not way. working both matches. But he's not. Oh, so Especially you at this point. Do, you think they had to keep the titles uh, because unified? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you book – there are ways to do it, but um, if you what book What if you did Cody night one and Sammy night two? If you – I don't think they're going to do that because here's the thing. One of your main events – is one of your titles is lesser than. Yeah, the one that – yeah, the one that doesn't go on night two. Yeah, that's true. Right. Also, you devalue the women's Royal Rumble winner. Over the last few years, the story has basically been you win, you will headline WrestleMania. You will headline the WrestleMania. women will headline night one, the yeah. men will headline mm-hmm. night two, however, whatever. So you'd be screwing with that formula, too. And I just, I think you're probably looking at Roman losing. You don't want to put him in a situation where he loses both nights. Is there a danger of Sammy taking over the season, though? Like kind of how what happened with Daniel Bryan a few years ago? Or no, and that speaks to what that's that's what I was talking about earlier. If Sammy Zayn had been in the Royal Rumble, yes, that possibility exists. If Cody Rhodes had come out at any number other than thirty, yes, that possibility exists. That's why I was saying it was a brilliant move. To much as much as people on the internet hated it, it was a brilliant move to have Cody come out at thirty. I, I don't think so because I think they're going to get us to a place. Sammy's going to get his uh, shot. It's not. I think you would see that resentment if Sammy didn't get the Roman match, and we just foisted him off with the Usos. Yeah. 
without ever addressing the Roman part of it, but where we're going to get there and then that's going to lead us to the Usos. I think we're going to be fine. And who's to say Cody doesn't get involved in this situation at some point along the way, too? Do you see maybe um, Sammy taking one of the belts off of an elimination chamber? I don't. No. Because because here's okay. So in that hypothetical world, let's play that out. Let's say Sammy takes. Well, Sammy's a officially a SmackDown guy. So let's yeah, say he so takes the universal title. So he takes the universal title off of him. What do you do for Mania? Because now you can't do the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin because you're not going to put your Universal Championship in a tag team title match. Yeah. So I can't see that happening. Okay. Plus, again, I don't think they want Roman going into WrestleMania having finally lost his no, streak of being unbeaten. No. Right? Hell no. If you if you want to know my opinion, I don't think Cody wins at WrestleMania. Wow! Really? Yeah, I don't think he wins it. I think it is the perfect advertising tool for anybody's contractors coming up in AEW. And it's going to be one of the biggest moments in WrestleMania history when Cody Rhodes just, hoists you, the you, title that is Bob you don't You don't and need that anymore that. because Tony Khan is doing a good enough job of forcing all of his guys Say, to oh, be sure, like, I don't want to fucking sure. sign here. And then on the next night on Raw brings back the old Wind Deedle championship yeah. belt. See, that's why I, I feel like they still have to split them some way because they can Roman can still be universal champion. Go after fucking Hogan's 1,200-day record, whatever that is. Cody did say in his promo that he was going for the undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Championship, though. Yeah. But you can easily have him turn around and combine him into the Winged Eagle belt. Unless, unless, because they are technically two separate entities, the Raw board of directors decides to strip Roman because of his actions at Royal Rumble. Maybe. Then Roman doesn't lose. You separate the titles. It's a possibility. I don't know if I love it, but it's a possibility. Mm. Again, I think similar to what we talk about all the time with the Asuka NXT title thing. It's like then you're setting up a champion who never really beat the old champion. Right. right. But. Okay. So. Or you could just have Cody wins them and then says, I believe in a fair playing field. I want as much opportunity for everybody. Let's split the. I'm going to vacate this title, and this will be my title. You and know he would I mean? vacate the universal one because the WWE title is the one that has the history. Right. That's I wanted, what I was I wanted of. the belt that my dad never won. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Universal title had nothing to do with that. So, we have predictions to do, and I think it's time for Betty Bye because I think all of us are pretty tired. <laughs> well, can I just can I just mention one thing real quick because I, I I sort of alluded to it earlier, and I do want to touch on it. Um, for anybody who has any questions as to why um, Cody is in the spot he's in and why I've always, even in his AEW days, been a fan of Cody's, I don't know that there's another face on the roster that can cut the promo that Cody cut on Monday Night Raw and convey real emotion and real believability and connect with the audience in the way that Cody did with that promo. He did a fantastic job with that. When he talks about, I say the wrestling has more than one royal family. And to win this title, I have to go and beat another royal family. And talking about the Samoans, obviously. Um, beautiful. Just a, a great fucking use of it. 
Um, for, uh, undeniable, Oof. undeniable has become uncrowned. Just great usage of words. What's the matter, Sal? How about the line where he says, I lost a 260-pound best friend and gained a six-pound best friend, talking about the passing of his father and the birth of his daughter. Like, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> they just don't have anybody that can do that. Other than, I mean, Roman can cut those kinds of promos, but there aren't a lot of those guys, especially on the face side of the bracket. Kevin's pretty good at it, um, but there's not a lot of them, and he's one of the few. Yeah. If there's if there's ever been a better example of WWE not viewing AEW as competition, it's the fact that Cody Rhodes is in a spot because typically, like back in the Monday Night Wars, if a guy left WWE, went to WCW, and then eventually came back, he was shit on pretty bad <laughs> because he left but and that joined was, the fucking enemy. That was kind of the old mentality, but it. Even when Vince was still in there, Cody came back and he was booked very strong under Vince. That's so uh, to me, it feels like that's a that's a pretty damning statement there that he didn't come back and was instantly put back into Stardust or anything of like that. You know, like he came back and he was a big fucking deal, and his injury derailed their plans a little bit, but actually made it better because it's a better story yeah. now because of it. <laughs> As it always tends to do. Like mean, we've seen this when John Cena tore his back and then he came back and won the Rumble. Um, Triple H tore his quad and then he came back and, and was in uh, won the title that year from Jericho. It, it, injuries aren't the worst thing that happens to a, a, a WWE wrestler in, in line for a, a main event push. Yeah. All right, Ginger, last thoughts on the Rumble. I enjoyed it. I mean, the, obviously, the biggest story coming out of it is the Sammy in Reigns. That that's the one that I've religiously made sure I've watched clips of each week. And <clears throat> I I very rarely watch wrestling anymore, but that one, like, I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, I'm not mad at the winners of the Rumble matches themselves. Rhea, I think, is past due for it. She's what been the last. Her last one of the last two people in the last two or three rumbles before this one. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was joyful. I enjoyed it. I liked perfect. I, I was I was very happy with watching this. Adam. Yeah. No, I uh, I had to watch the show in two parts because uh, I couldn't watch it live on on Saturday. But um, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Um, there are matches that I would consider forgettable, but I wouldn't say there was anything I would actively consider bad or or or, or unenjoyable. Um, there wasn't a piss break match, basically. Like I, I hate to put it yeah. that way, but no, that's right. Um, no, I thought I thought it was a, a very solid show. I enjoyed both the Rumble matches, um, which which is always a plus. Um, the rumble is my favorite, uh, pay-per-view. So I always go in with, with high hopes and, um, yeah, I don't think this one really disappointed at all. I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, I'm, I'm definitely in the same camp as Adam. It's def it's one of my favorite shows of the year. I go into it really hype. I always look forward to it. I had an extra, uh, good rumble this year because for the first time, 
since I've been a wrestling fan, one of my children expressed interest in watching wrestling with me. Nice. Uh, my youngest daughter, uh, she's 10 years old. She's like, can I watch the Royal Rumble with you tonight? And I was like, oh, of course you can. Nice. <laughs> um, and she tapped out after the women's rumble because, you know, that's what she wanted to see. But that's great. She lasted that long. And then um, I, I just enjoyed it, man. I just had a great time watching this show. Jason. Uh, like I said, I said a lot of stuff. I don't want to take too much time, but I thought it was. It's a bit late for that. One of my favorite rumbles of the last few years. Um the Sammy Angle was great, and the fact that they didn't book that fat fuck top dollar <laughs> made it all the better. That's right. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a while since the main story of a Royal Rumble hasn't been who won the Royal Rumble, so that's that's something as well that kind of speaks to it. But even with the whole Sammy thing and everything like that, it was still two really good winners. It was two people that you wanted to see win. It wasn't a case of like, oh, here's Brock fucking Lesnar winning his second Rumble or anything of that, you know? Right. That's good. Right. Um, I was maybe a little disappointed in the fact that we didn't have a few more surprises in the Men's Rumble, but it was okay um, because the Rumble itself was a lot of fun. There was a lot of really memorable spots to it. Uh, the Women's Rumble, I I very much enjoyed a lot of the action going on in it, but obviously we talked about it. But yeah, it was all in all a good show. So, that'll take us to our predictions for NXT Vengeance Day, which is the premium live event coming to you uh, this Saturday on the cock. This will be interesting. Ginger, when's the last time you watched NXT? Oh, boy. (laughs) Watch Ginger get all predictions right. Probably. (laughs) All right, so I, I can confidently say that... Other than Ginger, we all know these people. So while we're doing these predictions, let's go ahead and play a game on if Ginger knows everybody that's in the match. So go over to runonwrestling.com right now. You will see the predictions poll there. Uh, slap your name in there, make your picks, and we'll go ahead and talk about it next week. Starting uh, in no particular order, with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship as Katana Chance and Caden Carter defend against Fallon Henley and Kiana James. Ginger, do you know who Fallon Henley and Kiana James are? <laughs> no. Perfect. Uh, who do you pick for this one? Champs on this one. All right. Jason? I think they've already set up the, the team that's going to knock off uh, Carter and Chance this week when they sort of revealed that Isla Dawn and Alba Fire are a team now, so uh, I'm going to stick with uh, Chance and Carter on this one. All right, I'm going with Chance and Carter as well, because for the exact reason you said, the uh, uh, witchy sisters are going to win it probably in the next something. Adam? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go Fallon and Kiana, (laughs) just because. CL. Let's go Katana and Kaden. All right. A two out of three falls match. Ginger knows both of these. Yes, I know that because he (laughs) personally knows one of them. So, uh, Jason, Apollo Crews or Carmelo Hayes? I'm never going to pick against Carmelo. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't miss. Uh, Sal? Carmelo. Adam? Same. Ginger? Carmelo Hayes. 
right. Uh, Ginger Smoke Alarm. He also picks Carmella. Uh, <laughs> I'm picking Carmella as well. So let's go to the Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Tag Team Championship match. The New Day, Gallus, Mark Hoffey, and Wolfgang. Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince and Kid Wilson. Or Chase University, which is Duke Hudson and... Did somebody, did somebody, somebody say Andre, Andre Chase? Yes, I did. Uh, Ginger, do you know everybody in this match? Uh, I know Mark Coffey and, um, yeah, the, those guys. Because okay. I've seen them. They, they're, they were in NXT UK, yes. correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. I know them, uh, everybody, and obviously the New Day. I mean, okay. Uh, I'm going to, I think I picked Pretty Bat, Pretty Deadly. Is that the name? Yep. Yeah. Those are the blonde guys, right? Blonde, blonde yes. hair? Well, one of them. Okay, yes. <laughs> well, one of them, yes. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, Adam. This is a tough one for me. Um, so I think just for funsies, I'm going to go Chase University. Okay. Sal? I'm going to go with Gallus. All right. Uh, you know, Chase University is the only one who hasn't won these titles. And obviously, obviously we know the New Day's dropping them. Because this is just what this was. So I'm going to go Chase University as well, because they are kind of the most over team of the United these guys. The North. When did Gallus have these titles? Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, they were NXT UK tag champions. Um, huh. So they could potentially do it so they can, you know, win them, but yeah. Um, huh. NXT North. Um. Is- I, oh, I don't get to pick that one? Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. It's really fucking late. Go ahead. Uh, um, as much as my heart would love for it to be Chase University, uh, I think it's Gallus Boys on top. All right. NXT North American Championship, Wes Lee versus Jack. Uh, I don't have to ask this question because I'm sure Jason, er, that uh, Ginger knows it. But Jason, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Jack. All right. Sal. I'm going to go Wesley. Ginger. I'm a homer. Die Jack. Adam. Die Jack. So I'm going to go sticking with Wesley. Triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship. Roxanne Perez takes on Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Ginger, you know these guys? I know Roxanne Perez. <laughs> and I think that's who I picked. All right, fair enough. Oh, you know Gigi Dolan. Oh, yes. Right, yes. The girl right behind you. Yes. Um, <laughs> that ass. Yeah, the, the, that ass. The story here is that Gigi Dolan and JC Jane are toxic attraction, the former women's tag team champions. And yes. they they were the last, they, they double eliminated themselves at the end of a battle royal to see who would face Roxanne. And everyone thought they were turning on each other, but instead they took out Roxanne Perez together. So it's essentially a two-on-one, but you know at some point in time they're going to turn each other on the match. So it's it's still going to be hot. Yeah, it's going to be fucking right. That ring is going to melt. Uh, Adam, or turn white. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, toxic attraction implode and Roxanne retains. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Perez as well. I think it's too soon to take it off of her. Uh, Sal, same reason. It's too soon. She's got to have a nice little defense against the 
you know, the stable she basically took down. Jason? Uh, Roxanne is not losing the title in her first major defense, and that's not a prediction. That is a spoiler. All right. A steel cage match for the NXT Championship. And I am saying that it's finally going to happen, and Grayson Waller is going to win the championship. Jason, who you got? I've been saying every single time these things come up that I think the money match, the WrestleMania takeover is... Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. I think Carmelo takes the title off of Breaker. And I think for that reason, I'm going to say Braun Breaker wins. All right. Adam? I want You'd love so badly to... I want so badly to go with Grayson Waller here. But after the bullshit at uh, New Year's Evil, I just... I don't... I don't think they're going to do it. So I'm going to go with Braun and hope that I'm wrong. All right. Uh, Sal? The ends justify the means. I look forward to Carmelo hoisting that title after beating Breaker at WrestleMania weekend. So I say Breaker retains here. Uh, Ginger? The Steiner kid. (laughs) What is the Steiner kid? The Steiner kid. All right, go ahead and hit submit on that. And then we will be back with you next week to talk about it. But uh, in the meantime, Jason. We will run your ass down like that. That's run down donut. Shout out to Lane Papa.
You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.